This is Fantasy Answers with your hosts, Kyle and Dave. Oh, he got out? Oh, he closed the door. <laughs> oh, my God. How good was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cats I saw up. that and I immediately tagged you. In I'm it. so glad you think of me when you think of cats. <laughs> All right, man, it's week two. Um, let's first talk about some things we did right, wrong, and terrible <laughs> in week one. What's your? You pick one. It's like fuck one, marry one, kill one. What you do right, wrong, and terrible. So yearly fantasy, anything. Totally, just... totally fucked it up. Oh, you daily have... fantasy wait, wait, wait. nailed it. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Am I right to say that in our yearly fantasy, you had the lowest points total of the week? <laughs> this is bad radio, but if you could see me, I made a really mean face at him. <laughs> Son okay. of a bitch. What, what was that? Because Was it the wrong people you drafted? The wrong... What? What? Why? It was just a... I got, I got to look at the team. It was just a bad week. Like, I had a bad week, like, in a bunch of different... Uh, lineups except for my daily fantasy okay well that's bad. something that you did bad good is gonna be the is gonna be you won our DraftKings league right you did good there yeah what's your DraftKings league uh lineup look like for that do you have that up i'm bringing it up currently you should because i want to i want to prove that we're not terrible oh man some beer i was very happy with that lineup I you s- also won both of our prop bets Against uh, Diggs and Cameron Meredith. Oh, yeah. We should, a touchdown. Uh, so we should rehash those. The... No, I will. I'll get there on mine. You first. What did your... You're doing your good. Your good was your DraftKings lineup. What did your DraftKings lineup look like? So my DraftKings lineup was... Take us through the highlights. The biggest point scorers. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah. I had James Conner. James Conner. Okay, that's a free score. 38.2. That was kind of obvious. Kenny Stills. 29.6. Not as obvious, but if you were paying attention before the the season started, a little obvious. Odell Beckham, 25. I was surprised by that. I mean, again, he's Odell Beckham, so you should never be surprised by yeah. it. But it Keenan Allen, 27.8. I can't believe you. F- How'd you fit all those guys in? Who? I you- will go over that in a second. Okay. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, 30.6. Wow. Well, John Connor gives you a lot of wiggle room there. He's and like- then Alvin Kamara, which was a pretty chalky pick in our league, was 46.1. Dude, you had who else did you have? You had Alvin Kamara. Wait, you're telling me you had Alvin Kamara, Melvin Gordon, Odell Beckham, and Keenan Allen on one roster in DraftKings? That is correct. Holy shit. I've noticed that DraftKings prices are a little bit cheaper than FanDuel. Well, it wasn't that. So what was it? you want to take a guess of who my quarterback was? Oh, that's right. You pick like the nickel quarterback. Yeah, so I had Ryan Tannehill. Oh. At 5,300. And then I had Kenny Stills at 4,700. Mm. And then I had uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins at 32, but he shit the bet on yeah. me. Um, and that's what allowed me to get all those bigger players in there. Because I started with those. Sh- like, normally people will start with, like, the studs and then build their lineup around it. I find my cheap pieces and then I build my lineup around that. No, that's the way to do it. And I actually have something later for that. Okay, so that, so that was the good. The bad was the last place in the fantasy league what about the terrible did you do any or is that just last place in our that was that was probably the worst because i only scored i think it was like 57 point something points it was something ridiculous okay 57.62 my team was supposed to score like almost 108 Mm. Marcus Mariota got hurt shit the bed Larry Fitzgerald did nothing Chris Hogan did nothing 
Leonard Fournette got hurt. Dalvin Cook didn't really do much. OJ Howard didn't do much. The highest scoring person or on my team was the Pittsburgh defense at 11 points. You know that's never going to be a good no. day. All right. Well, my good is that I won. I only won a friends league on FanDuel. Drew Brees, Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, uh, Cole paid off. I guess kind of Williams, Mike Williams from Los Angeles Chargers, Michael Thomas, Mike Isecki, Alex Collins, and the Ravens. I only won that because everyone else sucks. Obviously, <laughs> um, my bad was how many total points was that? 165 on FanDuel. Um, Do you my, know how many total points it was for me on uh, DraftKings? I'm a 200, 226.4. Yeah. Stupid. I don't know if I like DraftKings. My bad was I, I um, in the league that I have Le'Veon Bell, my team fell apart, but I've dismantled it uh, since. I've made three trades. I want you to, I, I kind of want to talk about this because I've never done this before. I'm not a big trade guy. And um, really, I, I no, love trades. I'm trades not a big trade favorite. guy. I traded Demarius Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, and Le'Veon Bell for Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Hopkins, and Isaiah Crowell. That was my first trade. That's like the cornerstone. So I'm turning over the whole roster there. It's a gamble because Adrian Peterson and Isaiah Crowell are by no means like number one RBs for the rest of the year. But I think that it gives me good starters to move forward with for a little while. You hate it. I you, just threw up in my mouth. You hate all of it? Really? <sighs> I like Keenan Allen, uh, no, Isaiah Crowell. There's not even Ke- DeAndre Hopkins. Or DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the whole uh, Isaiah Crowell thing, He's he had one good week. And then Adrian Peterson, could he continue to do that? Sure. But there's more know. of a game script, but I'm just buying into it. Okay, yeah. second trade. Listen to this one. If So if Le'Veon Bell doesn't come back till week 10 or doesn't come back at all, which I doubt because he'll have to at least come back for week 10, to count towards a year towards his free agency, then yeah, you probably made the right decision. But if he ends up coming back in the next couple of weeks, you might might regret that trade. Yeah, fuck it. Um, <laughs> I traded Cam Newton away and Kenny Stills for Allen Robinson and Carryon Johnson. I like that. Me too. Because the you can find quarterbacks pretty easy. <laughs> um, but I like. I like, I don't know, I like carrying on. I, I, I literally like traded everyone on my team. I traded Alex Collins for Jay Ajay. It feels like just like a neutral swap. Like, I feel like they're the same player. Well, I think me and you had this discussion before you were doing the trade. Um, Alex Collins has a rough go at things coming up. He's got a pretty tough schedule, like, for the rest of the year. Um, Ajayi has a little bit of a tough schedule coming up, but at the end of the year, it starts to loosen up for him a little bit. And the last one, I traded Robbie Anderson for Kyle Rudolph. I don't have a tight end. My tight end's I'm like right O.J. Howard. Yeah, I figured sell high on Robbie Anderson because Quincy Nunwa looks like the guy there, not Robbie Anderson. I, I'm still not sold on Quincy Nunwa, especially with his... Uh, doesn't he have neck or back issues? Yeah, I'm not sure. So my good was... My good was winning the FanDuel League. My bad was this league, which I have turned over completely. This is a redraft league. And my terrible... <laughs> Um, my terrible was my picks. I went six or seven because we picked with the spread and it's not with the spread. So we're going to do a little bit different this time. But I think that, uh, and I lost both of my prop bets to you, which just hurts my soul a little bit. You want to recount those a little bit? No, we're going to have a bunch. We're going to have like three or four. I'm doubling down. Well, so the bets that he lost was Stefan Diggs versus Adam Thielen straight up, uh, who had more fantasy points for the week. And I took Thielen. He took Diggs. Mm. I won. I I want to do... Can we stretch this one out? Can we... Okay, can we either do this every week or, like, make a a season-long bet on it? I want to do one of the two. 
I'm thinking, well, we could do, if we did it week to week, it'd be kind of interesting because we could do like at the end of the, uh, the year after 17 weeks, you could see who won the most weeks. Yes. I want to do that. So I'll write, we'll remember Kyle. Won. Well, we could go back and look, right? We could just. Oh, yeah. And then you week. said, uh, Cameron Meredith said a touchdown. <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> and Cameron Meredith did not score, did not play on Sunday. Woo. Woo. All right. So that's a good wig and a miss. That's a good, the bad and terrible. I think we're ready to move on to week two. I did want to talk about something, but I forgot about it. So let's just move to it. All right, man. You ready to do this? We're going to do this faster than we did last week. I think that we got a week under our belt. So we're We're a little bit more prepared. We are Baltimore, Cincinnati. uh, The line is at one and a half. I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, Who is it favoring? Uh, Again, I keep going back and forth. Baltimore is giving up a point. They are. Are they at Baltimore? No, they're at Cincinnati. Uh, all right, so they're at Cincinnati. It's one of the lower scoring games at 43.5 points. It's uh, 44 points implied for the Bengals, 42 points implied for the Ravens. I mean, these are two teams that had a win in week one. The Ravens blew out Buffalo, but Buffalo looks terrible. And the Bengals blew, they didn't blow out Indianapolis, but they won handedly. Yeah. And I think that's because Indianapolis kind of sucks too as a team. Their defense is not good. Even though they have some pieces with Luck and, and Hilton. So I guess we start here. Who do you like in this game? Just straight up. Who, who's winning this game? Um, I'm pro- This is a tough game because it's one of those uh, divisional games. But that's I, right. I think the Ravens will keep keep rolling along. I don't think they're going to win as handedly, but I think they do enough to win this game. Uh, Joe Flacco, I think, is playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's been talked down on for a while now, and they have, uh, what's his name, sitting in the uh, the wings. They oh, keep Lamar up, Jackson. Yeah, they keep getting him involved in packages, just trying to get him on the field. Didn't he actually come in? We were talking about this, right? So what happened was is they were getting him involved in the game. They were getting different packages out on the field. It wasn't necessarily in place of Joe Flacco. They just wanted to get him out there because he's a playmaker. Okay. Um, I I, I kind of lean towards the Ravens as well because I just think that I'm skewed towards historically their defense being really good. I know Cincinnati has had a good defense too, but that's what I think wins out here is the defense. I think that this is another... And, and I mean, Vegas thinks that too. Is a, it's a bloodbath. It's a low-scoring game. It's a division rival. I don't think that this is like another fifty-point, you know, game for each team. You know, no, I I don't have a lot of faith in Andy Dalton. Um, he did enough last week, obviously, but he has his off weeks. And like I said, I just don't have a lot of faith in him. Uh, the the big piece there that I have more faith in would be Joe Mixon uh, on the ground. And then, you know, I think A.J. Green gets enough work, but I don't think it's enough to make uh, Andy Dalton super relevant. So that's a good segue. Um, so we, I think we both like Baltimore to win the game. So I'm clicking Baltimore regardless of the points. Jesus Christ. And um, <laughs> now we start looking at fantasy players. So you can see over my shoulder. Can you, t- Kyle, or is that a little well, bit I have too the same screen up. Okay, you have the same screen up. So, I mean, are you giving Alex Collins a second chance? Because I sure as hell am not. Um, probably not. I, like I said, if I was to pick a running back out of this game, I would probably go for, uh, Joe Mixon. But the issue is there is he is, it looks about $600 more than Alex Collins. Um, you also have Buck Allen there who could get some consideration considering he does get played 
And, you know, he did score a touchdown last I sc- week. I spent $30 infamously on Buck Allen last year, and it kind of made my season. Um, and I think the only reason why you consider Buck Allen here is because the other guy, Kenneth Dixon, went is down with yeah. an injury. So, I mean, it's Alex Collins and Buck Allen. You know that they're going to get Buck Allen involved in the passing game, yeah. right? That's his deal. And he could totally steal goal line carries. If Alex Collins fumbles again, they've shown the propensity that they're going to bench him like they did against Buffalo. So, I don't know. You know, I really think that this is either going to be another bad week or good week for Alan Coll- Alex Collins. I don't necessarily think there's any in between. But I, I don't know if I'm touching that. I, Joe Mixon is a guy now that I think is going to be chalk, especially when it comes to daily fantasy. Yeah, depend, uh, depending on how you're, like, the lineup construction, he could definitely be someone there that could have, uh, you know, like a 50-plus percent owner percentage yeah. or something like that. And, and I, I really liked him. I wanted to get him in redraft leagues, but he was just going so high. I never was able to come across him people yeah, were picking I didn't him. get him in any of my leagues. me neither i'd be just because he was going at such a premium so um all right so we like joe mixon i'm not really crazy about the ravens running backs but if you're looking for a cheap guy it looks like javoris allen is only like five thousand dollars which is pretty cool i have him in here at uh for which four nine uh yeah. four three but that's oh. on draft kings all right um okay so how about <laughs> How about uh, the wide receivers here? I um, still, I'm still riding that Michael Crabtree train. Me too. For five and a half, mm-hmm. and you know the the possibility of a touchdown um, because he's like I said last week he's big body. He's gonna get work. Uh, Flacco does like to throw. So he's five and a half on DraftKings. Yeah, this is I what have, I'm looking at the DraftKings. Okay, that, no, that's good. And I have FanDuel, and he's uh, six point six on FanDuel. So I mean, again, the the prices are different, but I don't think that's premium for a, a receiver. I mean, in comparison, AJ Green is eight point four, and you know Michael Crabtree always has that touchdown upside. Yeah, absolutely. I think I remember him in Oakland just. T- uh, catching touchdowns on touchdowns. Yeah, on that touchdowns. was his thing. Like uh, he was, a, he was a big red zone target. And you even have John Brown too. John Brown pulled in a touchdown last week as well. I know. You know what? I'm kind of writing off last week for most of the yeah, Ravens. If, if I had to pick between Crabtree, Brown, and Sneed, even though Crabtree being the more expensive of the three, I would still go with Crabtree because yes. I think he has more of the uh, touchdown upside. And I think that's different. Like when we go to the LA chart, uh, no, LA Rams, excuse me. I think that that's different because in that case, I'm going to pick the cheaper guy because they're all kind of lumped together. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, but I really like that call, Michael Crabtree. And I even have, like, granted, uh, he didn't do a whole lot last week. Um, I think John Ross has that potential to be one of those breakout players, especially yep. for I have him uh, for a salary of 3800 wow. on DraftKings. And 5.1 on FanDuel. I think that this is the guy that you play in GPPs, and one of these weeks he's going to go off for like a huge 99-yard touchdown, and he's going to be the guy that sets you apart from everybody else. I, I really believe that. And he's super cheap at 5.1 so i don't know if he's the guy i'm building around i actually have another guy that i've investigated that i like a l- investigated that i like a little bit more but um h- how about from there kyle do you like the tight ends here um i know that flacco really likes his tight ends but i didn't hear much about that last week um same thing tyler eifert's a big name but i don't yeah, necessarily tyler, tyler eifert and tyler croft uh they're both on the cheaper end and uh i think they could see work um but it's a low-scoring game, so I'm yeah. kind of not. I'm not, I'm not trying. Really, to... I'm not really touching any of the tight ends in this game. 
Yeah, I'm going to have limited exposure. Again, I really go by the Vegas over-under and the fantasy implied odds when I'm looking at cornerstones. And these this game is not one of my cornerstones. So moving on, uh, the next game that I have is Atlanta and Carolina. So we're probably going to have to scroll down a little bit here to get to that one. Uh, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I don't have it here on my FanDuel sheet. What is this? Like, uh, Is this a Monday night game or something like that? I'm looking right now. Because it's not up here, but... Um, no, it should we'll, be all games. All right, so Falcons, Panthers. Uh, the Falcons look like they are favored. Uh, they're giving five points oh, here it is. to the Panthers. Yeah, 44 and a half. Uh, almost 50 uh, fantasy points implied for the Falcons. Or no, excuse me, 50 points. Wow. No way. That can't be right. The total, the total is... What's that? It's like halfway down. On yeah, that yeah, but, but the total for this game... I must have my math wrong here. Um, total for this game is 44. Yeah, I have 44 and a half. Right? Here. So I, I don't know what's going on with this. Uh, I don't have my fantasy implied odds calculation correct. Uh, and I will rectify that because I love that. That's like my number one thing that I go by. Eh. But, but Panthers, I mean, Falcons are favored. So who do you like here? Where are they? All right, so they're playing in Atlanta. Um I'm probably for that game. I'm probably gonna go with Atlanta, just because of the the home factor, and they played pretty well last week. Um, I think they need to get Julio in the end zone. That's been like his story is he's had a lot of yards, but he hasn't been able to get into the end zone, and they need to get him there. He does a lot of work between the 20s, but, like, once that that's done, it's, like, he's non-existent. Yeah, true. I, again, you know I'm not a big Julio Jones fan. I, I, I just can't get enough of him. I love I that guy. I mean, again, I, I think on DraftKings, uh, especially with the PPR, right there, the PPR format here. Correct. I mean... You know, it makes a lot of sense. Um, let me see here. All right, I think we're getting some real implied odds here for fantasy or, you know, implied points. So for the Falcons, it's going to be 27 and a half, which sounds right. And the Panthers, 16 and a half. Wow, that does not sound good at all. So um, I, I also think Falcons, especially since they lost last week in a game that they probably shouldn't have lost. I don't think Carolina is all that impressive. Um you know, it's it just it, another divisional game. Same thing as Baltimore and Cincinnati. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I know it's the NFC South, so it's a little bit of a different storyline. But still, I kind of like the home team here. And I kind of like the Falcons to roll Carolina. But again, I don't think it's going to be with offense. Um, and Vegas doesn't either. I think it's going to be a defensive game. Um, I think the so only way... Um, Carolina gets an advantage of this game is getting Christian McCaffrey involved in the rushing game. They had him very well involved in the receiving game last last week, but as far as the rushing game, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. So good transition here. What about C.J. Anderson? Is he ever going to have any fantasy value at five point? I have him at five thousand. Uh, $5.3,000 on FanDuel. I don't know what and you And then DraftKings, he's 39. I mean, that's dirt cheap. Do you, do you, he's another guy like John Ross. I mean, one of these weeks, he's going to have a certain amount of touches and a touchdown. He's going to get a touchdown or two. Is this the game where it's more of like a, a grinding script? I, I think that's the, the script it's going to follow. It could, it could be that game. This could be that game for him. It's just, 
you just have to be that person that's like, all right, I'm going to take the chance on it. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. Remember that's said, what it is. You, you, said something about Cam- you said something about Cameron Meredith. He has to call you and tell you that he's going to score a touchdown. I kind of feel the same way about CJ Anderson, but I think at like five. No, point- but for like 30, like if you're playing DraftKings and he's at 3,900, that's pretty much you just take caution, throw that $3,900 out the window and see where it sticks. I'm like licking my chops. I see this. Los Angeles Chargers at the Bills matchup. I see the New Orleans Saints at Cleveland, and I just want to like fill up with like Melvin Gordon and Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen and Alvin Kamara. And I feel like the only way to do that is gonna be to get like a guy like uh, what's his name, like C.J. Anderson, to produce in order to get into the high tiers of the GPP. You know, so I don't know. I'm just making this shit up as I go, but <laughs> I think Christian McCaffrey's way too fucking expensive at 7.4. I'm not really looking at him. If he if he was more involved in the running game his uh the value would be there because he'd be a, a top running okay back. but how about this name what about tevin coleman at five nine compared to cj anderson who's five three doesn't that seem pretty cheap to you yeah tevin tevin coleman has that high upside where he can catch a ball and make it into the end zone uh he's not necessarily gonna burn up the ground as far as yards go but he will get uh work in the receiving game and he will see uh what do you call it? He will see a touchdown. Like I think last week he did have a rushing touchdown, but it was for very he had very few yards. Uh yeah, I'm looking. He only had like nineteen yards. He had a rushing touchdown, but he did have uh looks like forty Yeah, he had twenty twenty six receiving yards. Yeah, I think Tevin Coleman's more of a DraftKings guy, especially with the PPR thing because he yeah, is with the receptions. In the, yeah, and I know. I mean, Devonte Freeman's there. I don't know, man. I have this really weird feeling like Devonte Freeman's gonna get hurt. I mean, I know that he had like a knee tweak, and I'm not just saying that, but like, I don't know. I have a feeling that this is the year that Devonte Freeman goes down for like four or five games, and Tevin Coleman comes in and just takes over the 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 team. Uh, he looked much better than he looks better. If you watch the game tape, I think he looks better than Devontae yeah, Freeman. Yeah, as of today, Devontae Freeman not practicing. Oh, that's dangerous. So, I, that, with that being said, Tevin Coleman, uh, where is he at? His... I got I got him, again, 5'9 over his here. Fa- yeah, his FanDuel's uh, 59, and his DraftKings is 53. Um, it's not the bottom of the barrel, but you're getting really low there. And the possibility of him being the starting running back, 5,300 for a starting running back in the NFL, that's nothing. Yeah, man. And, and again, like, I don't know. I mean, this is another low scoring game. I mean, I, I kind of, you know what though? 27, it's, it's 27, a division, man? it's a divisional game with, I don't know, quite a few, uh, powerful weapons on each side it's in a dome uh, this this no. game does have potential to blow up mm. it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to but mm. it does have the potential that nah, potential pushed mental um wide receivers you obviously like julio jones uh, i don't like any carolina wide receivers no. i was kind of on dj Moore for half a second but he didn't do anything so i think we can walk past that tight end doesn't look interesting either I mean, I think that's it for this game, right? Yeah, the only the only tight end I would give uh, a somewhat look at would be Austin Hooper. Yeah, fuck that. Just based on salary. Nah. Washington and Indianapolis, we have that. 
that's probably not going to be a high scoring game either. These are all a bunch of duds. I'm starting. Yeah, with. I have that at 46 and a half. Yeah, I got a 46. Implied fantasy point total is the 28 for the Redskins and 17 for the Colts. Oh, that's terrible. Um, and just to rectify what I said late uh, earlier, the Bengals are implied 22 points, 22.7, so rounded to 23, and the Ravens, 20. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, the Redskins and Colts. Uh, okay, so the Redskins kind of shocked the world. Not shocked the world, but they went into Arizona and put a whooping, and now I'm using your words, on the Cardinals. I didn't see that coming. I thought that the Washington Redskins were going to be a bad team. I don't. I, I didn't think so. The only thing that really changed for them there was the quarterback and it wasn't like they got like a bottom gutter quarterback they kind of swapped out like in some instances an equal capable quarterback to what they had Mm. um the the whole thing with them and i really have no faith in arizona this year um their defense is not very good uh larry fitzgerald as much as i love him is a year Mm. older and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough going for them. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm taking Washington as far as picks go, right? I would I mean, take I would take Washington. Yeah, and, and again, it's at Washington, too. So I think that that accounts for something. Um, I just don't think the Colts are going to be a good team. And I think that they're, you know, it's not going to show on the road, obviously. So that's an easy pick. Um, I'm actually assigning a lot of confidence points to this one. Washington at home, coming off a big win. At Arizona, kind of making the statement like, "Hey guys, we're uh, we're not as bad as, <laughs> as you thought we were." <laughs> um, all right, so QBs. I mean, you got relatively cheap guys. No, not really. Right, six. I got six for DraftKings on uh, Alex Smith. I'm trying to find an expensive quarterback to compare them to. I mean, I got seven. I got sevens in front Drew, of Alex Drew Brees Smith. Is seven. Uh, seven point two uh, in DraftKings, so he's seventy two hundred. Uh, he's probably going to be on the higher end. Now, see, so these guys are more around 7,000. Drew Brees around 8,000 on FanDuel. I, this is my game that I would pick. If I had to pick the over, I would go with the over on this game. For some reason, I feel For the like... Redskins Colts? Yeah, I feel like a shootout is, is here. I mean, neither of the defenses are so, anything to write home about, right? No. And we know the Colts can put up points, but I just think that Alex Smith, he actually has a lot of weapons. I mean, uh, what's his name? Jordan Reed, if you know he doesn't fall if apart. If he stays healthy, um, he is a, he's a top five tight end. And I think day. that Adrian, I, honestly, I think what Adrian Peterson did is make Chris Thompson better. I think that's the only thing that he really... That's who I'm looking at. Yeah, here. I like know. Chris Tom- I really liked what Chris Thompson was able to do last week. Uh, and I think that's what he's going to continue to do all year. He's still <laughs> cheaper than Adrian Peterson, too. I think in DraftKings, he's a no-brainer. I want to say in the FanDuel lineup that I built, Chris Thompson is a part of it. But, um, yeah, I really do like Chris Thompson here. I kind of like him all season. He's not a sexy name either. I think a lot of people are going to see Adrian Peterson and kind of lock into him and forget about Chris Thompson. So I think that's a really good uh, play from a GPP and almost a cash game perspective. Yeah, I, I I really like Chris Thompson. Me too. I, I have him in yearly fantasy. Pick of the week? Leagues. <sighs> Against the Colts? I could, <laughs> you know what? I could see it. He, could he went off last week. He did. I know. I like Chris Thompson. But what about the other side? I mean, I don't even know if Marlon Mack Marlon is... Mack went back to practice. Okay. So all these cheap kids like Jordan Wilkins who did jack shit. Um, I think that Hines even got an upgrade because... 
Wilkins sucks so bad, which makes me not want to touch the Colts' backfield whatsoever. Yeah, the, uh, until I see Marlon Mack out on the field and see how he plays, it's kind of muddy because all three of them could technically, they could be running uh, a running back by committee there. Now, again, if I think that this game is going to blow up, like I kind of do, like I want to kind of use this game as a contrarian stack, I'm playing T.Y. Hilton because when I look at the roster, he's the only guy on there that does anything for me. Pretty much. Right? The, I mean, only, the only other pieces that could see work are Doyle and Ebron, I think. I mean, you could go and say, okay, well, they got to score a lot of points. Well, again, they're only projected 17 fantasy. Jeez, man. If this really goes the way that Vegas thinks it's going to go, I mean, the Colts only scored two touchdowns. But I just don't believe that that's going to happen. Um, I mean, you could say, well, Ryan Grant at 4-9 here on FanDuel is a really good play, being second to Hilton. But, you know, I pay up for Hilton. Uh, you know, he could have all the touchdowns in this game that come from the Colts. How about on the Redskins side for wide receiver? How do you feel about any of that? I'm not buying in on Josh Doxson right now. Um, Probably it would still be Jameson Crowder. Uh, In DraftKings, he's only 4,900. So Mm. he's still on the lower end of things. And to be technically considered the the number one receiver. um, But the only issue was is he was pretty much non-existent. You know who the number one receiver was last week? Who? Chris Thompson. Oh yeah, he had he had over 100 yards. He, and he was the number 1 receiver. So, it's almost like they do wide receiver by committee here, you yeah. know? Like and that's why anytime they do a running back by committee, I try to steer away. I'm going to kind of go back on that when we get to another game, yeah, but they don't have that stud that no. they're going to go to. No, and again, like Jamison Crowder could break out, but so could Richardson, so could Do- Josh Doxson. I think it's a GPP dart throw if you're trying to fill in, and if you really believe this game is going to get over, and you believe that the Redskins are going to get those 28 points, which is kind of in the upper echelons. They're one, two, three, four, the fifth highest fantasy, uh, the fifth highest implied point total has nothing to do with fantasy at 28 (laughs) so you know what it tells me that vegas thinks this is going to be a really defensive week i mean you got a lot of 20s here when you last week there was a lot of 30s across the i think the highest point total that i see is the new orleans game i have the oh yeah no that is chiefs steelers as well 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 okay so the highest point total are the steelers and the saints but the Rams have the highest implied point total because they got they're giving the Cardinals 12 points. <laughs> uh, so they're like implied 35, 36 points, which yeah. that's one of my games. So I think we can move on from this. I, I'm not I think contrarian wise, I might pick this game to target and just like create a few lineups that focuses on these players just to be different and hopefully. Yeah, get something. Chris Thompson in there and then yep. throw a dart either at Crowder, Richardson, or Doxson. And pay up for T. Y. Hilton, you know. Yeah. Because people aren't going to want to do that. All right. I have uh, Houston and Tennessee as my next game on the slate. I keep trying to roll this mouse, Kyle, on this computer over to this screen, which has <laughs> nothing to do with that computer. <laughs> Swig and a miss. Oh. All right. So this is another really low-scoring game. It's 45 projected. It's I have the line at zero, so 22 points for each team, basically. Yeah, so it's a toss-up. Yeah, it is a toss-up, and I think that that's the case. I don't think Houston went up to New England and showed anything great. I don't. The Titans definitely didn't show anything great losing to Miami. So in this case, oh, I was going to say I was going to take the home team, but it's the I'm Titans. I'm taking Houston. You're taking Houston? Absolutely. Really? Yep. I don't know. This is really tough. I think this could be a pick of the week. I think just to be a dick, I might pick Tennessee. Be my guest. I mean, 
I'm trying. Isn't Marcus Mariota hurt too? Yeah, he got hurt. I and Delaney know. Walker. I don't. Yeah, Delaney lost his foot. Oh, dude, he, they, well, <laughs> dislocated dislocated ankle, <laughs> and uh, I think there was ligament damage. There was some other stuff going on with him. He's all banged up. Yeah, I I guess it, that's tough. Um, I want to pick. Ten, I want to pick the home team in this game. I'm wondering. I think this line is going to move. It's got to move towards Houston, right? Wouldn't you think as the week goes on? Because we're doing this on Wednesday. I got to think that people are going to start putting heavy money so, on Houston. So Vrabel said that barring a setback, Marcus Mariota elbow should be good to go for week two. He got hit in the elbow and he lost uh, feeling in his fingers and his right hand. Man, fuck fingers. Who needs fingers? Uh, and that Janu kid is coming in to fill in for Delaney Walker and they seem to think that he's pretty good you know what fuck it I blew week one I'm gonna go with the Titans uh in a toss-up game I'm not gonna put a lot of confidence points to it I'll put like five um but you know again it's the home team I think you can give a lot of credence to that they have a decent defense don't the Titans have a decent decent defense or no um they're they're not bad obviously the better of the two defenses would be Houston um but for me, with uh, Tennessee, as far as like fantasy, fantasy daily fantasy, uh, obviously I'm not going for Marcus Mariota. I'll find a quarterback elsewhere. Um, and then for running back, I'm probably leaning towards Deion Lewis over Derrick Henry. Really? Uh, You're already yeah. going to start that? Yeah, I'm not a big De- – I haven't been a big Derrick Henry fan. Well, guess what? Over here on FanDuel, he's priced more than Derrick Henry. Who, Deion Lewis? Uh-huh, he's 6'5", Derrick Henry 6'2". And draft, in DraftKings, Deion Lewis is only 5,000, it looks uh, compared like. Compared to what? Um, looking right now. I was going to say, that's actually in favor of Derrick Henry. If he's cheaper out of the two, I Derrick mean... Derrick Henry's 52. So, and what is Lewis? F- uh, 5,000. Oh, okay. So on DraftKings, it's Lewis, yeah. and over here, it's Henry. That's really interesting how the two sites differ. I think Lewis is the better of the two. I think you play the Regardless. cheaper. The, I just think if you're even, gonna... even if Deion Lewis was 5,200 and Derrick Henry was 5,000, I'd still pay the extra 200 for Deion Lewis. But why are you playing a slugfest? Why are you playing anyone from a slugfest in Nashville? I don't get it. I mean, from a pick well, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying these are people that I would be interested in not necessarily that i would play yeah but like i mean again like are you are you paying up to eight four this week for deandre hopkins in a in like a maybe a 45 point game where i don't know it depends if i get my two dollar quarterback my two dollar third receiver and my two dollar uh tight end no but don't you think there are better <laughs> spots to pay up for like don't you want to get a piece of this i want game? i want to be uh, i want to be in some of the saints game and i want to be in some of that steelers game there's three games that you clearly want to be a part of and this is not one of them that and then uh what was the other one it's uh, the rams the, the saints and the then... steelers i don't you want to be part of I don't know. Like, I mean, I want to do it when we get there. Let's stick yeah, with this we'll game. Yeah, we'll stick with that. Um, I don't. I don't like anyone. I'm not playing anyone. I. I mean, Janu, Janu Smith. He's four point two thousand. Do you take a flyer on it? You know that Marcus Mariota likes his tight ends. Do you just say, well, yeah. he's just going to fill the Delaney Walker role and run with it? Absolutely. All right, I like that. You um, know? and then on the other side of the ball, I'm not like you could take the running back situation in Houston. You could throw it in the trash for all I care. I'm not really interested in anybody going on there. Um, obviously DeAndre Hopkins is the the stud there, and then Will Fuller still got a little bit of question marks, but I like that Bruce Ellington. Yeah, kind of yeah. hanging out. 
jump back there. Um, in FanDuel, he's at 4,600. And at DraftKings, he's at 3,800. Wow. Uh, and I think he's got good upside. He does. He got like 8, 10 targets last week. Yep, um, and that's why he's, he had... Uh, he had eight targets, but he only had four receptions. Um, but he did have a receiving touchdown, so it did help boost his uh, his value. I'm thinking that that the only reason I'm ever going to pick him though is if Will Fuller is out again. If Will Fuller plays, I'm not picking. I'm not picking him at all. No way. No way. Not my chair. All right, let's move on. I took Tennessee, you took Houston, right? That's how it goes? Yes, sir. All right, next game that I have over here is Philadelphia and Tampa, which actually sounds like it's going to be a good game. Again, if there's another game that can exceed expectations... Fitz magic. Yeah, dude. He's shocked. <laughs> Talk about shock in the world. But it looks like, if I look at this, they are playing in Tampa. They are. And the Eagles are favored barely by like three points I got on my sheet over here. Yep. The, but the total is 43 points. Yep. 24 for the Eagles and 18 for the Bucks. So they're, again, disrespecting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and saying they're only going to score 18 points. I know that the Steelers, well, no, it's not the Steelers. The Eagles' defense is better than the New Orleans' defense, obviously. But you See, really think they're going to come out and score under 20 points after what they did last week in New Orleans? Kind of rewind, but the I don't think the Saints' defense is as bad as everybody thinks thinks they are it's just one of those games where it was a divisional game and ryan fitzpatrick was just like he must have drank like unicorn tears before the <laughs> game or something it was something ridiculous but um as far as the eagles go we still know that uh carson wentz is still out so yeah. we're gonna get Foles. and to be honest with you i he looked awful he looked really bad. It was so bad but but here's the thing this is a really this is why like week one through four is so tough because you don't know what the trends are. Is Nick Foles a bad quarterback, or did he have a bad game? And are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a good team, or did they just have a good game? Like, which is which? Yeah. I have no idea. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I don't think Nick Foles is as bad as he was last week, but I don't think he's as good as he was in the Super Bowl. He sure as hell isn't worth $7,300 on FanDuel. Well, let's get. Well, what about the pick? Let's do the pick first. I need it for my pool. <laughs> who, do you, uh, who do you pick to win? I'm taking Tampa Bay. Yeah, are you? Yes. I kind of like that. I kind of like that they're being disrespected again. I think they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, and I think they're going to do it again. And Ryan but, Fitzpatrick's beard is just amazing. And it's at Tampa this time. Yeah. Oh, man. And the Eagles won last week? I don't know. I, I kind of want to pick Tampa here, but don't you think that's going to be like the sexy pick that everybody picks? Well, everybody's going to be riding high on them. Uh, the only thing that's a little dicey is, as much as I hate to say it, Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson's in concussion protocol. Oh, I knew it. Um, so it does take away one of his weapons. But I think that would be a good place that uh, Godwin can step up into. And then maybe they could get um, Howard and Brayt involved, too, a little oh, bit more. Oh, you like, you like that Godwin train, huh? I I don't mind Godwin. I know you do like that guy. I liked him too. He didn't set the world. I think he caught a touchdown last week. Is that what he did? That's I believe all. so. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. Just a touchdown. Just a touchdown. I played him everywhere. Um. <laughs> all right. So this is a really tough game for me. I'm not going to sign a lot of points to it. I'm what I got four left. Yeah. I'm going to do four, two, three, four, and I'm going to pick. I don't know. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. I think that they're the better team. I think their defense is going to show up more than New Orleans did. And I think that the Tampa Bay game last week was an anomaly. I mean, uh, that, you got to think that. You know, uh, someone also told me, one of my buddies was like, well, the Saints, 
you know, every year they like lose the first three games. That's kind of what they do. They put themselves in a hole. So I'm going to go with that game script. Let's talk about fantasy, though. Do you want to... Are we do, Are we going with Fitzmagic this week at 6.8? That seems a little expensive to me. Well, yeah, and then I have... I like how you have the FanDuel and I have the DraftKings. Yeah, I'm the FanDuel guy. I, I, like, love, dra- I love DraftKings. There you go, so um, have fun. He's 55 in DraftKings, so he's somebody that I could take a look at depending on uh, what other you know salaries I see out there. Um but he's definitely on the lower end of things. Do I think he'll do what he did last week? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I don't like either of them. Um, Peyton Barbers. Like when I look at all the running backs, I kind of my eyes keep coming back to Peyton Barber. Is that the right call there, or what do you what do you think? From that, from uh, like those five guys: Jai, Darren Sproles, Corey Clement. I don't want to touch that because I don't know who's getting the ball. And then there's well, you're Peyton. you're hoping JHI does. Now I am, but I'm not going to let that. <laughs> yeah, um, last I week, like, <laughs> I like Peyton Barber. I took okay. him in a couple leagues as like a uh, uh, a late round flyer, and kind of he's hanging out on my bench, uh, trying to see how things work out for him. Um, so I'm leaning more towards him. Uh, and then yeah, like you said, that Ajay Sproles and Clement. Uh, it's a tough. It's real tough there. Yeah, I just yeah, and again, I just think this is going to be such a different game script than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that if like from both games that both teams played last week, I think this is going to resemble the Falcons Eagles game more than it's going to resemble the New Orleans Saints fest. Well, like just kind of like a fifteen to twenty three point game. I don't think yeah. it's going to be like the f- what was that score, dude? Wasn't it like eighty points almost that they scored together? For- Tampa Bay and, and New uh, Orleans. Yeah, it right? was uh, 88, I oh, think it was, God, or something that's crazy, ridiculous. man. No, it's nuts. I think this is going to be much more defensive. That's why I'm kind of shying away from Philadelphia, because I think Philadelphia is very much like the Patriots. They're going to get it done with whoever they can get it done with. They don't have an allegiance towards getting J.H.I. 25 touches. He had 15 last week. I think that any given week, Corey Clement could break one off. Obviously, they're going to give Darren Sproles touches. Holy shit. Who knew that this would be the year where they break out all these old guys like Darren Sproles and Adrian Peterson and Deshaun <laughs> Jackson and Mike Wallace? Like I'm like, holy crap. Is this like uh, 2010 again? But um, but basically, I, I don't know. I'm staying away from the Eagles. I like Peyton Barber. I might pay up for Mike Evans. He's really expensive over here at 7-9. What do you got over there on DraftKings? 7-3. Yeah, don't you think that's kind of expensive? But if he, if I wanted to get a piece of this game and Dude, I was no. looking for one of the studs, but I think on the other side of the ball, um, they're really tr- they obviously last week uh, he was held without a catch, um, Mike Wallace, uh, but they tried to get him on a few deep shots and they just couldn't hook up him in foals. They want to get him involved. So I think it's just a matter of time before he becomes relevant. Now, see, this is what I don't understand about you. You don't like Deshaun Jackson, but you like Mike Wallace. Aren't they the I, same guy? I think it's mainly because of the fact that he was an eagle for so long, and I just hate his guts. And the fact that I've Steelers had him on... Uh, what? Who was an eagle for so Oh, Deshaun Jackson, Jackson was an eagle. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, it's that, and I've had him on fantasy quite a few times, and he's burned me <laughs> quite a few times. You are a woman or a man scorned. I mean, <laughs> I understand that. I'm going to be like that with Alex Collins. I will never 
put Alex Collins in another FanDuel lineup. I will never pick up. I was so all in on Alex Collins last week. Yeah, you I were. I was running Absolutely. around. When he scored that touchdown, I was running around yeah, with my phone. Yeah, you're like waving like, your phone in my face. He did it. I am validated. And then he just ate shit a the bunch bed. of shit. Fuck you, Alex Collins. Nah, but really. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So you kind of like Mike Wallace. I'll go to Sean Jackson just to piss you off. Um, hopefully he plays, especially if he's... Wait, do we want to do another bet here? Okay, yeah. Oh, I love this. Okay, because Deshaun Jackson might not even play. Uh, All right, if Deshaun Jackson plays. If. if okay, so if, if he doesn't, then it's invalidated. Invalidated. Okay. I'll give you that because of right. what happened with Cameron Meredith. I like it. I'll take Deshaun Jackson for more points. Fantasy. Yeah, we'll just go straight up fantasy All points. Right, fantasy points. Because they're going to do the same exact thing. They're going to run down the field and see who <laughs> catches. That's it. <laughs> Turn around, catch the ball, run down the field. All right, so, but still, this isn't one of my, no, okay, so we got to talk about this. They tried to force the ball a little bit to Dallas Goddard. I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. If you watch the game, that was one of the only games I was actually able to watch last week, and they force-fed him the ball in the end zone. He got a catch where he caught it and then got knocked, and then he got the, Falcons got an interception. I think that there's something to this kid, and at $4,000 on FanDuel, he needs to be considered, um... What do you think about Goddard? I I think he could be a good play, uh, depending on how they get him involved. I know the Eagles are liking to run the the two tight end sets, so he's gonna see. Um, he could possibly see more uh, field time. Um, I just don't think he had a lot of snaps last week. Um, but dude, I'm telling you that when they were in the red zone, they were forcing it to him. It looked like Zach Ertz was the guy between like the twenties. And then once they got into the red zone, it was all Goddard because, yeah, he, but that might've been just because they're the type of coverage that Ertz was seeing and Foles was trying to stuff it to Goddard. But don't you think Ertz is going to be blanketed all the time? And if they're playing these two tight end sets and they can't get it to your boy, Mike Wallace, then they're going to go to, they're going to go to one of the underneath guys here. Yeah. Um, I still, for me, I still, even with the price differential, I wouldn't buy for Ertz, but I still think Ertz is the better option there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. A 4K, I don't know. Again, I think more of a GPP dart throw, but you, you feel comfortable moving on from this game because I got a good one coming up. Yeah. All right, so this is one of the games that I have, I want to get a piece of, and I haven't done it yet, I so I really want to talk through this. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, they are at Pittsburgh, the... Over the total I have is 53, uh, 31 implied for Pittsburgh, 21 implied for the Chiefs. Both two teams that put up a shit ton of points last week, especially the Chiefs. I think that I went on record saying that they were going to get manhandled by the Los Angeles Chargers, and that was definitely not the case. So <laughs> when we talk about just picking this game, what do you think, Kyle? It's it's a tough one. The Steelers are favored by five points, yeah. which I think is actually a pretty big line considering what Kansas City did last week. Yeah, but I don't think a lot of people are sold on the can on Kansas City necessarily with Mahomes and uh, the running game. The running game was non-existent last week. But so what do they think? Like last week, the Chargers just sucked and they forgot well, to cover Tyreek Hill. So. My thing was, I was an owner of Kareem Hunt last year, and Kareem Hunt came out of the gate 
firing but then disappeared. So I don't know if this is going to be something that goes on with him for his career, if he's going to be one of those inconsistent runners where he's not just going to be that consistent stud. He's kind of up and down. And that's so far, like, from what we've gotten from him, that's what we've had. It's been up and down, up and down. Um, So the only way... They really have to get that running game going. and You really think so, though? Because this kid Mahomes, I mean, everything I hear about with, him. Against Pittsburgh, they have to get the running game going. Why? Pittsburgh is going to be running and running that ball down their throats. But if they're scoring touchdowns on, like, 80-yard touch, like, like, it doesn't matter if Pittsburgh controls the clock and, and doesn't, like, it, you know. But Tyreek, so your, your whole thing is you're thinking they're going to be hitting those quick strikes like they were. Steelers defense, I have a little bit more respect for the Steelers defense. Than the than Chargers that. defense? I think the the Steelers have always been a perennial defense. They're Dude, always really good. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me. I could be messed up. I thought that the Chargers defense was one of the best in the league. They're um, they're one of the better ones, but... You think the, the Steelers, Steelers are the better Steel, than The them? Steelers play tough. Dude. And I don't... Th- if they don't get a ground game going, then they're not going to have to respect no, the ground man. game. I, I would... Okay, so if this was earlier in the year, I would probably... No, later, excuse me. If this was later in the year, I would go Steelers all the way, and I think that this line would be way bigger. Who are you taking? I think I'm going to do the Chiefs, bro. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I'm flip-flopping. I'll flip-flop. I kind of believe in Patrick Mahomes after that game. I do have faith in him, but I think that there's a lot of people out there that aren't having faith in him, and that's why his uh, fantasy or his daily fantasy salary is a little low. Um but but what did he do to not get all that he did was go up against a great defense in his division. They just want to see more out of him. Uh, but I don't. I see. I'm just gonna buy in. I'm not gonna ask for any more. I mean, he obviously came out and just destroyed. And I think a lot of people are gonna be taking Pittsburgh this week, especially coming off of a tie with Cleveland. People are gonna be like, "Oh man, they got something to prove," especially at home. Uh, here's here's what I think the secret's gonna be. I think that the Steelers aren't gonna be as good as people want them to be, and it's gonna play to Le'Veon Bell's favor, even though I traded his. Ass. I I don't think so because look what they were able to do with James Conner. Nah. James Conner had a really good game. They have it's that offense that they run. They're able to do that. I know. Like I never, when D'Angelo Williams stepped in a couple years ago, like they resurrected him off the this off the scrap heap. I know, but dude, I don't think that. I, everyone's saying, well, Cleveland's a good defense. I don't think that that's the case, bro. I mean, I don't think I don't Cleveland... think they're the best defense in the league, but I think they're one of the better ones. No, you really think that if the Browns were a better defense, they wouldn't have gone 1 in 15 or whatever. They, or 15. Well, they didn't win a game last year, right? They also didn't have an offense. Uh, I don't know. Your your defense can't carry a team if the offense is. I'm not giving isn't... it a lot of confidence points, Kyle. I'm giving it like six, but I'm picking the Chiefs um, in a game where I. Okay, so it's got a super high. You know, implied point total for both teams. I mean, you know, even with the Chiefs being unfavored, they have a a bigger point or a similar point total to most of the favorites in like the back half of this schedule and the slate. So let's start talking about um, the fantasy implications. I mean, do you go for Pat Mahomes at quarterback? He's one I could look at, um, just because of the fact that his salary on DraftKings is sixty one hundred. So he's someone I can consider because I think last week when I picked up uh, Tannehill, he was at fifty three hundred. So I, it's it's not outside of the realm of possibility for me. I'm not like I said before. I'm not the one that pays up for quarterbacks. Um, 
because of the mentality. Like, if you were that person that picked, uh, what do you call it, um, Fitzpatrick last week, you paid probably close to nothing for him. Yeah, and I think that there's much cheaper and better option or better options cheaper or better i mean oh i don't know i'm looking at the guy i like and he's just as expensive as these as these guys on FanDuel. i got patrick mahomes at 7.5k doesn't that sound pretty expensive uh maybe not but like you know tom brady's eight you know some of the bigger guys got eight in front of their name yeah. there's there's a guy down here i really like who's super cheap we'll get to him in a little bit but yeah, I don't know. I, these guys are still a little bit too expensive for my liking. You're kind of you're kind of uh, getting me to your your side when it comes to cheap quarterbacks. Well, that's what happens when you lose to me. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? All right. Well, that's quarterback. I, I'm I don't think either of these guys set the world on fire for me. Um, do you? Uh, James Conner's way too expensive. Can we agree on that now? I mean, he 60, was sixty-seven hundred. Yeah, seven thousand uh, on Fanduel. I mean, that, yeah, that's he, a lot. He jumped up. He went from five thousand last week. I want. Hold on. Let me see how much he was on DraftKings when I had him last week. He had to have been dirt cheap. Can you can you fill like seventeen seconds? He was forty five hundred last week. Five thousand on FanDuel. So last week compared to this week, he jumped up. He jumped up over two thousand dollars. He went from forty five hundred, and I see right here his salary has jumped up to sixty seven hundred. Um. As much as I would love to get a piece of that in this game, I might lean toward or away from him considering other matchups that might be going on in uh, the league. But I'm, he's still not outside of the realm of possibility to be uh, on my team. I don't because know. for 6700 uh, he could be he wouldn't be my flex play. He would be like one of my studs. Dude. And you're not surprising anyone. Everyone's going to be on James Conner's dick. Everyone's going to be on the Steelers' dick this week. I think that maybe in a cash game, you, you kind of... But I don't know, man. I that, still... So, for me, if you're if you're looking for, like, the, the high upside, you would go with Kareem Hunt. Because he's 6,200. Yeah. He kind of disappeared last week. And he has that ability. Um, and then, obviously, everybody's going to be riding uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, the other option there, granted, he didn't do a lot last week, but Spencer I still, where? I'm thinking receivers. Uh, I think Sammy Watkins still has, <laughs> I still think he has some upside in him, you know especially what? for his $4,600 salary. Yeah, he's pretty cheap over here at 5.8, but who, I mean, Spencer Ware's basement price. He only got four touches this week, that, uh, last week that I saw. And uh, it's all well and good. I understand that. But Andy Reid is known. Uh, well, he, he's had bell cow backs, but I really do think that if they run into trouble with the running game like they did last week again, he could start shifting to Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware has worked in the past. Right? Yeah, I mean, he has. He's worked in the past. I think that it's much... I mean, think about it. You're talking about a team that's supposed to score 20-plus points. You got Kareem Hunt who struggled. They might have to search for answers against a good defense. I don't know. I kind of sneaky like Spencer Ware. And no one's going to be on Spencer Ware. He had a terrible week last week. Yeah, no one had, is going to be He on. only had four, four touches. And Kareem Hunt only had 16. I just telling, saw that. I'm telling you, man. I don't know. I kind of there's something flashing in my mind that's saying play Spencer Ware. I mean, it could be it could be the same thing that was flashing when that said play Cameron Meredith. But <laughs> um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, how about Steelers wide receivers? I again, I kind of tend to stay away from that group because they could all do it. 
Um, I'm definitely not paying up for Antonio Brown, even in this matchup. Uh, maybe that's contrarian, you know, that yeah, you might not see a lot of people own him because of that price. Yeah. Um, but he could be that that big piece that you sneak into your lineup because you know people aren't going to want to pay up for him. And then you could build some of your smaller pieces around him to give you that room. And then also you have Juju Smith-Schuster uh, at 64. But I think he will be the chalk play this week because at 6,400, you're going to get uh, cheaper exposure to this game and that high upside that uh, Schuster brings. Yeah, that's a really good point. He's 7-2 over here on FanDuel, which is not cheap for a wide receiver. Um, I kind of would like to throw a dart on like Justin Hunter or James Washington in this game, but if I'm building a stack, I'm most likely going to pick Ben Roethlisberger, James Conner, Antonio Brown, and just max it out and then fill, you know, fill the rest in with some cheap guys. Um, Travis Kelsey? Yes, no, maybe so. I think. I mean, what is he? He's at fifty nine hundred. Seems expensive. Yeah, for me, usually I don't really. I don't think Kelsey made it into any of my lineups last year. To be honest, no. Uh, I'm usually when I'm looking for tight ends, I'm looking for that cheaper tight end with the high upside. So on both spectrums, quarterback and tight end, you're cheap, and uh, I t- I tend to be cheap on tight end. I always am looking for that guy with with a uh, touchdown upside. I think there's like that uh, Janu kid that we talked about yeah. at the Titans. I think that he's a much better value play, um, especially considering he's the only guy there, right? Like. You have Jesse James on the other side of the ball who is supposed to be playing this week, and he's at 2800 on DraftKings. He's half the price. Yeah, and Vance McDonald, I think, started practicing again. Um, and they're both cheap. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, maybe. But again, with those guys, you're kind of doing, like, pick which tight end is going to catch a touchdown. Um, in a high-scoring game, that could be the way to go, but you're going to have to have a couple of lineups with, with both of them, yeah. you know, to really get, get what you need out of that. So... Yeah, I mean, when it comes to exposure to this game, I think I'll have a Steelers stack. I will have a Kansas City stack that has these guys. And I think that the sleepers here, for me, like it really looks like Spencer Ware. And like I said, I'd really like to maybe take a a dart on one of the really, really cheap Steelers receivers. You know, not just going for the easy uh, juju pick, but, you know, Justin Hunter or I think James Washington is probably the guy that I would target. Yeah, or either, like you said, either Jesse James or Vance McDonald yeah. there, too. I know we just named, like, the, the whole defense, uh, whole offense. No, but I, th- I think that I think that you're right with the dart throws with Hunter or Washington because with, with the high point totals and the, the high upside there, because everybody's going to be looking at Antonio Brown, and then next step is Juju Smith-Schuster. So one of these guys, either Hunter or Washington, could sneak in and have a good game. Yeah, and I did the same thing with uh, Philip Dorsett. I'm not going to even take credit for that. I got it from your boys at the, the Foot Clan, whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> All right, cool. We can move on from that game, but that's one of the cornerstones. That's one of the games I need exposure to. It's going to be, you know, something I target for stacks and things like that. The next game, not so much. The New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. They are. (laughs) They're playing at New York. Uh, New York, who shocked the world on Monday night against the Lions. But I think that was more of a Lions thing. Have you been hearing all the reporting coming out about how Matt Patricia works his players too much and all that stuff? Yeah, I've heard that. So I think that was more of a Lions thing than a Jet Jets thing. Um, you also had the Dolphins win against what I think is a bad Titans team. So it's going to be interesting with the Dolphins going up to New York. Uh, the implied 
the total is 44 that I have here for the game. Implied 25 for the Jets, 19 for the Dolphins. The Jets are favored, albeit by a field goal, but they're still favored early into Sam Darnold's career. I think a lot of people like the fact that he faced adversity with that first uh, interception and, yeah, then, and came then came back, back. from you know that that was really uh, I heard a lot of people so we live in the New York New Jersey area and I heard a lot of people talking about it today and they were talking about that that was a better case scenario than him going out and throwing for like five touchdowns and 300 yards because he kind of had adversity and overcame it yeah. so everyone's super high on Sam Darnold right now um how about the pick I mean I think that this is Jets all the way it hurts to say, but I agree. But, you know, here's the thing. Because that's an easy pick, I kind of want to pick the Dolphins. Like, uh, I, I don't think it's a, a given. I mean, we know how the Jets roll. Um, I think that they could totally just blow it in their home opener. But I just don't think they're going to do that, especially with Miami winning one at home. I think they're going to come up here and... They're going to poop. I think they're going to poop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. So I'm going to give high confidence points to this for the pooping comment. I'm going to give it like 13 out of 16. How about that? Riding on the Jets. All right, so we both like the Jets. And from a fantasy perspective, I do think this is probably an interesting game. It is not one of the higher point totals, but I do think it has the potential to exceed the 44 points that is being set out. So let's start looking. We'll start with your boy Ryan Tannehill. Are you going to roll with him on week two? Probably not this week. No. Uh, I usually, with the cheap guys, I tend not to ride them more than one week unless I'm absolutely sold on is, them. Is that is that a superstition thing? Are you superstitious, Mr. Williams? No, not necessarily superstition, mm. but it's, you know... It, he wasn't he wasn't great for me last week. He only got me well, he got me fifteen point six points. So for the salary, I wasn't super upset with it because it allowed me to get a lot of those big pieces in. But I probably I want to look for somebody that's gonna give me a little bit more bang for my buck. Um Yeah, and speaking of bang for your buck, Sam Darnold is now more expensive than Ryan Tannehill. I think that takes Sam Darnold out of all of your lineups, basically, being six point six. Well, okay, okay. So in comparison, Sam Darnold is six point six. Mahomes and Roethlisberger are both like seven, five, seven, six on FanDuel. That is so. Yeah. I mean, these are cheaper options in this game. Uh, again, it's projected lower. Uh, they think it's a divisional game. Probably going to be more of a slugfest. So I get that. But I mean, are you on the Sam Darnold train as far as daily fantasy goes yet? Or no? if I had to pick between these two, I would pick Darnold. But I don't know if I would necessarily. Because let me see. Actually, I think he's cheaper than Tannehill in DraftKings. Yeah, he's mm. at 5,100. Um, could he make his way into my uh, lineup? Possibly, but I would have to see the, how the rest of my lineup shakes out. Um, if I was able to scrape uh, a couple hundred dollars extra, I might try to find someone uh, with a little bit more um, track record mm. so I have a little bit more confidence in them. All right, so moving on, do you like anyone in the Miami backfield as far as running backs go? Mm, no. No, I don't really want to touch that. I know you don't like Isaiah Crowell, but do you like Bilal Powell? Uh, Bilal Powell in uh, a DraftKings because of the PPR. Mm. Um, I don't think he would be a bad play. Um, I'm not really high on a lot of their receivers either. Mm. Um, Quincy Nuwan for 4,700. He's cheap over here He's too. Cheap. He's 5K. I would give him a look possibly, you know, as like my third or flex option to save me a couple bucks. Um, my man Kenny Stills from last week, his salary jumped $1,000. Yeah, he's 6'4". 
which is pretty expensive. I mean, but if you compare him to no, okay, so you're assuming that Kenny Stills is a number one receiver at this point, right? Yeah, because they're still waiting on Devontae Parker. I know, but okay, so so look, listen to this: Antonio Brown and Tariq Hill are both eight thousand dollars. You're getting Kenny Stills at six thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's all relative because I don't necessarily think, like I said, I wouldn't ride the Tannehill train this week. Um, and we're both picking the Jets. I don't really have a whole lot of confidence in that Miami you don't team think this that, week. You don't think that Kenny Stills could go back-to-back with good games while Devontae Parker's out? Mm, I honestly don't think so. You know, okay, so there's another, there's a different guy that I like in this game, and it's all by chance. Um, I, okay, so I did this thing with a, a spreadsheet that I have, and Justin's going to laugh at me. But I basically, um, I sorted... Uh, I sorted by okay. I did salary under five thousand, right? Mm-hmm. For FanDuel, and then I sorted by fantasy points per game. I mean, we only have one one week, so it's what it is. And I came up with these names, okay? Philip Lindsay, Geronimo Allison, Quincy Anunua, Dante Pettis, San Francisco, Jalen Richard, Oakland, and Jakeem Grant for Miami. All these guys scored more than. 11 fantasy but then you got like Javoris Allen, Bruce Ellington, Capri Bibbs. This sounds like everyone who was on the waiver wire like ad, Oh, absolutely. Right? So so again, do you believe But in that's Ju- that's why they're on the waiver wire is because it's like okay, they got a touchdown. So basically, most of those players <laughs> probably got a touchdown in like 40 yards. You are so goddamn negative. Touchdown and 40 yards. <laughs> If they didn't get that touchdown, they'd all have four points. So you, It'd be what's, absolutely what's ja- useless. What's Jakeem Grant over there? I have him at four point five on dra- on uh, Fanduel. Thirty nine hundred. Mm. That's cheap as shit, dude. Yeah. If Do you-, you take away his, because he had a, didn't he have a touchdown? So if Devonte Parker does not play again, do you like Jakeem Grant as like the cheapest guy in the world? I'm not really looking at this game, to be honest with you, just Mm. because of the... If I was going to throw a dart, I'd throw a dart at one of the guys from the higher-scoring games. Like like a Steelers-James Washington kind of guy? Or like one of the guys from the Saints. Or one of the guys from the Saints, like Cameron Meredith? (laughs) You can't keep looking at me. I'm just giving him dirty looks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Can we be done with this game? I don't want to talk about it. Absolutely. Move on. All right, cool. All right, uh, the next game I have is a game I like just because it's it should be a, a bloodbath. L.A. Chargers Blah. and Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually got a high implied point total of 43. It's one of the higher ones on this slate. Uh, the Chargers can we, can we, are, What? Watch this. Fantasy implied point total is 29 for the Chargers. It's not fantasy. I don't know why I keep saying that. 14 for the Bills. 14 for the Bills. So uh, the Chargers are favored by a touchdown and a little bit more. They're playing in Buffalo, though. Uh, again, if maybe it was later in the year, I might... Chargers. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you waste your time. Chargers. And are we assigning a lot of confidence points? I think this is my... I would feel very confident in this game. Yeah. This might be a lock. Um, I think the Chargers coming off of a loss at home are going to fly across the country and fucking be out for blood. Or, here, here's another scenario. The Chargers fucking eat it in Buffalo. I mean, is that happening ever? I, I don't think so. See, this is where 
I if I was going to throw a dart at a cheap guy like Tyrell Williams or something like that, one of the Williamses, yeah, right? like you just put their names up on the board, throw whatever one it hits, you take them. I think you definitely make some lineups with Tyrell. You make some with Mike, and then you see where it goes from there. I I completely believe that. I think this is a great spot for Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, I like. Uh, Philip Rivers here. I, I like all. I mean, I think that the Los Angeles Chargers could go in there and do the same thing to the Bills that the Ravens did. I think every week I could see myself stacking uh, Rivers with Gordon and probably Tyrell Williams for this game. Why not just do Keenan Allen? Just fuck it, man. Go for it. Because I feel like a lot of people are going to be uh, riding that Keenan Allen train, and I played him last week, so. I tried to like, and you're superstitious. I'm not superstitious. I just try to, <laughs> I try to change it up. I need a little flavor in my Woo! life. There is. This is where the drop comes. If we had drops, it would be the superstitious drop. But yeah, I mean, I think you play all the Chargers. I think you could come up with a bunch of different uh, combinations here, and the Chargers would all uh, would all be good. Now here, okay. So here's the thing. Buffalo might be able to eke out some points. Who? Do you trust here? Who would you say? Okay, let's say this game gets out of control and the Chargers just put up a bunch of points. Josh Allen's going to be heaving the ball, right? Wouldn't you think? I think the only way the Bills are going to score is if Phil Rivers falls backwards into the end zone. <laughs> so can we just move on from this one? <laughs> Obviously, LaShawn McCoy, he's the he's a player like you have to give a little bit of respect to but you know he's, he's done it. Eight thousand dollars, dude. He's the same price as Devontae. I Freeman. have him as fifty-seven. Dude, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Then you have Zay Jones. Zay no, Jones dude. is always a possibility. I'm not playing. Um, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm just. It. I'm not. I'm not really like. If you're asking, if you were twisting my arm trying to get info out of me, but for me, this whole side, anybody on the Bills, if you're wearing a Bills uniform, I'm sorry, but you're not on my team. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So we have the Rams uh, versus Cardinals, Saints versus Browns, and Steelers versus Chiefs as our top three games. I think you can use a lot of these Chargers though. To yeah. fill in the holes where those guys are not. Absolutely. Because, you know, like, okay, so you're doing a lot of expensive guys with the Saints, the Rams, and the Steelers, but you put in a Tyrell Williams at 6000 you put in a Mike Williams at 5.4, you know, those types of, you put in an Antonio Gates at 4.8, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You're I supposed totally, to say no to that last one. Antonio Gates? Yeah. Come on. Why are you hating? I don't know. <laughs> Why are you gating? All right, this next game seems really tough to pick. Green Bay and Minnesota, they are playing at Green Bay. It's tough because I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, and it's, that's what this game is. It's day-to-day with him. Yeah. Uh, I think if he plays, his game is going to be very different. Uh, he's not going to be mobile. Why? He came back and fucking he, won. But did you see him? He was no. he was like a statue back there. He really? was not Aaron Rodgers. He was not moving in and out of the pocket like he normally does. Uh, he was very static. Um, and just because he's a good player, he was able to get things done, obviously. But it's not going to be the Aaron Rodgers that we're used to. Um, based on him, because I think it was a MCL strain. He didn't practice today. He has a knee sprain. Yeah, yeah I think it's an MCL uh, sprain. Um, let me see what they said. Yeah, man, I don't like this at all. Vikings are really good, even though they're going to Lambeau. It's early in the year. Uh, this is a 46-point game. Uh, Packers are <laughs> favored right now. They're implied 25 points. Uh, Vikings are implied 21 points. I think this line shifts as we get to the weekend, and the news about Aaron Rodgers keeps coming out. I mean, it probably shifted at this point. Let me see what, what this looks like. 
Where are we? Where are we? Green Bay Packers. Oh, Minnesota has the edge now. See, it shifted from even when I got this. Yeah, so min so when I got this, yeah, Packers Min were favored. Minnesota's given a point and I a think half. The, I mean, I think this is a Vikings game. I I am taking the Vikings just because if Aaron Rodgers was um if he wasn't injured and was more mobile, I would probably lean towards the Packers. Yeah, I'm not giving it a lot of confidence points. I'm giving it like a seven just in case. This is this is going to be every bit of that one and a half point game. It's going to come down to that fourth quarter who's driving, and who's going to be winning the game. So from fantasy, if Aaron Rodgers is out, fuck the Green Bay Packers, right? Yeah, it's tough because they're so contingent on him. Um, when he's not in there, they're they're all affected. Um, it doesn't matter who they are. They're all affected. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know who I, I mean, do you lean on the running game when Aaron Rodgers... Like, do you put more stake in Jamal Williams... And Ty Montgomery, who are relatively cheap when it comes to again, so Alvin Kamara is nine K and Jamal Williams is six K. Do you like just put your money on Jamal Williams and ride with it? I think it's a possibility because like you said, if Aaron Rodgers is injured, they could be leaning on that running game more to help open up uh the passing game because they're they're not gonna be able to depend on Aaron Rodgers to move around and soften up defenses and uh kind of have them respect uh the passing game and the running game. So either Jamal Jamal Williams, who I think would be the pick, or Ty Montgomery would have to pick up the pieces and help to soften up that defense. Yeah, and and at the same in the same breath, I really kind of like everyone on Minnesota because you can't go wrong with Thielen or Diggs. Uh, they're only like two hundred dollars away from no, each other, dude. But they're um, so expensive. Kyle man. Rudolph, forty two hundred. I wouldn't mind that. I don't know. Kyle Rudolph is very touchdown dependent. Thielen and Diggs, you never know who it's going to be. What I would target here is the Vikings running game. I mean, if they're... if this, Dalvin Cook. If this game script goes the way that it goes, this could be Dalvin Cook's coming out uh, in Lambeau Field. You yeah. know, They obviously don't like Latavius Murray. What? How many carries did Latavius Murray get? He got like, like two and a half. <laughs> I mean, I know that's not the number. But he got very little carries last week. I'm trying to like stretch over here and do it at the same time. He had 11 rushing attempts. He had 11? Latavius yeah. Murray had 11? Yep. Oh, wow. For that's 42 more... yards. Wow. I mean, that's not great. Um, okay, I thought it was much less than that. But, I mean, if the game script holds true and there's no Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Vikings defense does what the Vikings defense does... I mean, Vikings defense could be the play of the week here if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play because you yeah, saw that, what Deshaun Kaiser did when he came into the game. Right? Yeah, that depends on uh, if you're going to be playing the Minnesota Vikings, you're going to have to keep an eye and see what they say about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Since it's a 1 p.m. game, you're going to have to pay attention and swap that out fairly quickly because once that is, you're locked in. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm really apprehensive to go with anyone in Green Bay. But with that said, Kyle, if you do pick the right guy on Green Bay, you could win a GPP. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that could be your secret. If you pick Jamal Williams and he winds up going off for like, but, but you have or to- Or Geronimo Allison for 3,800. I know, but you have to think that that is mitigated by the fact that the Minnesota Vikings are so goddamn good on defense. Yeah. Right? All right, let's keep going. Um, New Orleans and Cleveland Browns, this is another cornerstone, is it not? Yeah. I mean, it we're, is this... we're definitely both picking the Saints here. Yeah, are we? Yeah. I, I am. Uh, yeah, it's at the Saints. You got to think that they're going to rebound from that, that game last week. Uh, it's 50, 
total points. 33 implied for the Saints. <laughs> Fucking 16 for the Browns. Um, I like New Orleans. I'll pick it and I'll lock it, even though I did that last week and it completely fucked me. It knocked me out of my survivor pool. Um, I don't know if there's any other games I like more than this, but yeah, you like New Orleans, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, but with that said, are the Cleveland Browns going to keep up in this game? I, so what did they say is the total for them scoring? 50 and the implied point total for the Browns is 16 points. I think they might score a little bit more I than do. that. I do. Um, especially, I, do. Uh, I think Josh Gordon was listed as a starter. When Josh Gordon plays, he's a very good player. Yeah, I agree with you. So you think you like... I think that a really sneaky stack is a Brown stack in this game because if the New Orleans Saints are just going to put up the points like they did last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you got to think they'll do it again and that the Browns are just going to be chucking it. Tyrod Taylor's going to be running around the field like Willie Beeman and just, you know, putting raindrops out there. Yeah, so for like you're saying with uh, working a stack, I could see myself uh, throwing together Tyrod Taylor with either Carlos Hyde or Duke Johnson, uh, especially in DraftKings, because Duke Johnson has that uh, reception upside. Granted, last week he wasn't super involved, but he does have good weeks. Um, and then stacking them with Josh Gordon. Yeah, and this kid Antonio Callaway is on everyone's radar. Well, I mean, he's super cheap. So over here on FanDuel, he is 4.5, which is the lowest you can get. And I he's 3,000 in uh, DraftKings. This might be a good week to play Antonio Callaway, especially if the Saints' defense proves to be as porous as they were against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Antonio Callaway could be the guy that, that makes a difference because obviously they're going to be on Landry, they're going to be on Gordon. I, know who, I don't know who Rashad Higgins is, but Antonio Callaway is supposed to be a talent, and this could be the week that he breaks out. And that, that's when you want to get him. You want to get him before they break out. And uh, when they're super cheap. So I think there's a lot of different ways you can go with the Browns. I just I just don't know. I'm, I'm staying away from the backfield, right? Are you going with, like, Carlos Hyde or anyone like that? I think if you're picking between uh, that backfield, you could go Carlos Hyde or Duke Johnson because uh, they're fairly close. I got Carlos Hyde at 4,900, and I got so Duke Johnson at 42. Now, see over here on FanDuel, Carlos Hyde 6'3", and Duke Johnson is $1,000 less at 5'2". So... I mean that to me that says just Duke Johnson. Yeah, because he's got that uh like I said that reception upside and he could score a touchdown. New Orleans, everybody. My whole thing with New Orleans is obviously there's a lot of points. Um everybody's going to be on Alvin Kamara. Um now who do you pick? There's Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn, Austin Carr, Traquan Smith. Uh, Tommy Lee Lewis, Ben Watson, like there's just so many players there, and Drew Brees loves to spread the ball around. Cameron Meredith, whatever if he plays, I like Ted Ginn. Um, he's six eight. He's like kind of the middle of the road. I so don't know. you, it's because you love uh, Deshaun Jackson like players. I think that the Ted Ginn is the Marquise Colston of this team right now. You know? I can see that. Michael Tom, I don't know who else they had. I know Marquise Colson was like their number one, but I mean, this could be another week where Ma- Michael Thomas goes up. Honestly, and a lot of this FanDuel lineup that I built already, I think I sent it to you earlier today, right? Yeah. Um, it was Saints heavy. Um, let me just get to it real quick. So 
Ooh. Michael Thomas is their number one, but the only thing that worries whoa, whoa, me... Whoa, 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 hold on a second. Michael Thomas didn't practice Wednesday due to an illness. For the sake of Thomas, he picked up the illness midweek instead of within sight of the game day. However, considering his stature, one of the top... He'll want to take the practice field Thursday or Friday. Wow. Not, so, not on final injury report. Oh, wait, so no. I would definitely monitor that because if Michael Thomas doesn't play, I mean, that's huge for Ted Ginn. That's yeah. huge. If Michael Thomas does not play, Ted Ginn is a free fucking square and you can you can fit a lot of people in. Yeah, with Ted Ginn's uh, oh, 4800 in draft case. Yeah, I mean, so this is like kind of a variable situation, but I think you're going for as many Saints as you I, I I'm the same. So way. basically, this is one of those situations where we we're talking about you have Carr, Smith and Lewis. That's one of those things where you could throw a dart and see where it pans mm-hmm. out. Obviously, they have Carr listed higher in the depth chart, but... Uh, but see, this is different than the Pittsburgh Steelers dart throw because I have no idea about any of these guys. No idea. And why isn't Cameron Meredith up there? Is he still not playing? I think playing? he's still hurt. Shit. I like Cameron Meredith. <laughs> I do not. But, I mean, again, if Michael Thomas, for some reason, sits out, and even if, like, with this sickness, I mean, I think Ted Ginn's the, the play. I don't even know if I want to pay up now for Michael Thomas. I was looking at this FanDuel lineup. I mean, I have him and Alvin Kamara stacked in this game, and I kind of don't want to play him now. Especially if he was sick, why not just pay down for Ted Ginn Jr.? He did. Didn't he catch a touchdown last week? Ted Ginn? Yeah. Didn't he do something last week? I thought he did a good job. 17.8. He had 17.8 points. So he had 68 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Oh, dude, but did you see this? Dude, he's got a knee injury? Tetkin misses practice with knee injury? That was on 9-12. Isn't today 9-12? That it is. Oh, God. Oh, my. So this could be like free square Sunday, this game. I mean, if Ted Ginn... The Saints would be forced to activate healthy scratch Cameron Meredith or give more sap snaps to exciting rookie Traquan Smith. Oh, dude, could this be the Traquan Smith game? Could be. Oh, dude, how cool would that be? And what is he? He's over here. He's at... Uh, he's in gray. I can't even see him. Is he the same for you? He is. He's like... He's invisible over here. No. Traquan Smith. He is 3,400 oh. on oh. DraftKings. Oh. So that means he's probably he's forty five. Dude, uh, I don't know, man. I think that Traquan Smith is a free square. He's making he's making quick progress. Uh, Ted Ginn's got a knee injury. Michael Thomas is puking in the bathroom. I think Traquan Smith. Dude, I'm all about Traquan Smith. Let's go. All the money on Traquan. Or if Cameron Meredith. Okay, so you're laughing at me now. If Cameron Meredith plays, he's a a good play. I don't agree. Why not? Are we going to do the same bet? <laughs> if Cameron Meredith... Can we do the same thing? If he doesn't play, it's invalidated? Sure. If Cameron Meredith plays, he catches a touchdown. Which he's not. He will. No. All right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Saints and Browns. I would monitor... I mean, that's something that you got to look at for the rest of the week. Yeah, you got to no monitor idea. those two. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco and Detroit. Everyone's obviously going to be way off Detroit after what they saw. And the fact that it's coming down to like coaching and things like that makes me really, really nervous. Um, so they are playing at San Francisco. It really makes me want to pick the 49ers. The Vegas agrees with me. 47 points total. 29 implied for the Niners and 18 for the Lions. Holy crap. So everyone's just like 
ditching the the Detroit Lions. It may- I'm picking the Lions on this. Really? Why yep. is that? I just I don't have faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't have faith in their running game either between Alfred Morris and Breda. Um, I do think that they have some talent at receiver and especially tight end. I like George Kittle. Um, but I just I, I don't think Detroit gets smacked around like that and doesn't come back. Um, Matthew Stafford is a consistently good quarterback. He's not the best, but he's definitely a very good and capable quarterback. Um, and I think they have a little bit more pieces going on there, especially with uh, the young kid, Carryon Johnson, uh, Theo Riddick. I'm not like 100% on him, but he does have games. But then at receiver, they have Tate, they have Galladay, they have Marvin Jones. Mm. They have pieces there where they can put together a win. Um, I'm just, like I said, I'm just not sold on the Niners. Uh, I'm not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm definitely going with Matthew Stafford. Do you on see this. what I'm doing as you're talking? What? I'm picking the Niners. That's fine. I I think that the the splits for the Niners are going to be way different on the home and on and on the road. I think that there's going to be big splits, and I think that this game is going to highlight that. Um, I don't. I think that the the Detroit Lions problem is from the head down, and when the head of the snake or the head of the fish is gross then the whole thing suffers. So this is good. You take Detroit. I take San Francisco. I like when we disagree. From a fantasy perspective, I think that, again, so if I'm going with the script that this is a bounce-back game for the San Francisco 49ers, and you're going with the the script that this is a bounce-back game for the Detroit Lions, what do we do here? Um, so I could see myself possibly taking Matthew Stafford. Um, I could stack him with... Uh, carry, I would take him with Carryon Johnson at 4,200. And then... Why are you honest, taking him with Carryon Johnson? He didn't do anything last I week. Think, I, th- he, I think he has the skill. He's going to have a game. And I would rather he got get in... touches last week. I would rather get in on that game at 4,200 than wait for him to hit and then have to pay up for him. Dude, he had... You know why his, his price is so high? Did you see that game? No, I didn't. He get made to watch one that game. like Odell Beckham one hand catch. <laughs> I'm not even joking. The reason why he's so priced up high like this is because he made like a crazy ass catch, and that was it. I mean, they wanted to get him involved, but you know who I like and is not sexy. I like Marvin Jones. Marvin. Jones, I like. That's who I was gonna say. I would stack with Marvin Jones. Yeah, Marvin Jones is the guy there. I think. I mean, Golden Tate got the touchdown. He got the targets, which makes it more expensive. But when they were at the last drive. When they were trying to just manufacture points, they were trying to feed it to Marvin Jones. And something was happening with Matthew Stafford where he it wasn't clicking. But if there's anyone that I like here and anyone that I'm pairing with Matt Stafford, it's Marvin Jones. I like Kenny Galladay too, especially at 4,800. Uh, dude, he's more... No, no, he's cheaper than Marvin Jones. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. If I had to pick between the three of them, I would go Jones first and then Galladay. But depending on how my lineup is shaking out and I wanted to get that stack in there, I would probably stack him with Galladay to to shave a couple bucks off. Do you like... um, I like Matt Burita here. I don't know why. Um, I think that... I mean, he's more expensive than Alfred Morris over here on FanDuel. And I think on DraftKings, he probably should be even more expensive. He's $4,800. Oh, that's pretty cheap, right? Yeah, he is. He's at forty eight, and Alfred Morris is at thirty six. 
Oh wow! So for me, I would swing towards Alfred Morris. Why? In in PPR, Matt Breida is the guy to catch passes over there. So I don't know if me and you had the discussion. Uh, yeah, we had the discussion with the Lev Bell. Um, there's only a handful of players that have more rushing attempts since uh, Le'Veon Bell came into the league. And Alfred Morris is one of them. Um, he has one more year in the league than Le'Veon Bell, but he has just a few more rushes. So he does get work. Mm. I like Matt Breida. And I like Alfred Morris. All right. Oh, that's another one. There you go. You want to do that as well? Absolutely. Okay. I'll take Matt Breida. You take Alfred Morris. Straight up. Uh, so the Niners, I want to go with the. So this is my new thing for fantasy this year. Taking a team that's projected to score a lot of points, which the 49ers... They qualify this week, especially because there's like the Rams, Saints, and Steelers are the only games that are above this 49ers Lions game. So, you, you want know. you want me to just lay you down the three pieces I would touch from them? I'm going to say Dante Pettis. I was going to say Pettis, Goodwin, and Kittle. Yeah, dude, George Kittle is the man. I think that he's the man there. And I think this could be easily like the George Kittle game. It could be. Um, I'm I'm pretty big on him. I could see him being my uh, cheap tight end because he's only a 3,800. 56 um, over here on Fanduel. Yeah, so I could see him fitting in nicely into my lineups the way that I like to build them. Yeah, so there I think there are a lot of pieces from the 49ers that you could use. Brita, Pettis, Kittle, they're not expensive. This is you know, the fourth highest total for a specific team. This might be your game where you take spare pieces from. Yeah. You're talking about that with someone else, the Chargers. Yep. So the Chargers and the San Francisco 49ers just take pieces of those guys, mix them in with the, the Saints and the Steelers and the Rams, and then you got a really amazing lineup, at least uh, from a Vegas perspective. All right, so let's move on to the next game. We got that game that we were just talking about, LA Rams, Arizona. They are playing... Uh, at Los Angeles, um, and this is a ridiculous spread, man. I got 12 points here. I got for the 13. Rams. Oh my lord! 35. So they're basically oh. saying the Cardinals are going to show up and just fart on the field, do nothing, <laughs> and then go home. 35 implied uh, fantasy point, and uh, no, 35 implied points just for the Rams. 10 for the Cardinals. It's uh, yeah, play the, all the Rams, right? I mean, okay. So first of all, we're picking the Rams, right? Absolutely. Now, is this okay? Yeah, absolutely. You said the same thing about the no, you didn't say the same thing about the Saints. This is another divisional matchup. Do the Arizona Cardinals come in embarrassed last from last week? Come in and show the Rams what's up. No, because uh, Larry Fitzgerald historically on the road is hot garbage. All right, so I'm putting 16 points in my lock on the Rams this week. Um, where are those points coming from? If they're only scoring 10 points, is he basically going to run, be running across the same 10 yards of the field all day? Dude, and I don't know at Chad Williams. I don't know Christian Kirk. I know J.J. Nelson from the past. I don't know any of these guys on the Arizona Cardinals. So what about rookie Seals Jones? He's super cheap. You think they're just going to keep feeding the ball to the tight end because they can't do anything else? No. No? I'm not touching him. So you stack Goff, Gurley. Okay. Oh, this is what I wanted to get into. Which Rams wide receiver do you pick? Go. Which one do I pick? Yeah. I have a feeling I know which one you're going to go for. I'm... Shit, it's really tough. Um, 
they're all priced kind of the same. Six five Robert Woods. Yeah, I have seven. five. I have five nine uh, for Robert Woods. I have sixty one for Brandon Cooks, and then I have uh, fifty five for Cooper Cup. Um, That's your answer. Yeah, based on salary, I I want to say Cooper Cup. Yeah. And he got the touchdown last week, I think, when it comes to the red zone. So I think that Brandon Cooks is your Julio Jones guy. Yeah, right? he does the work between the 20s. And then Cooper Cup is your Sanu, Amendola, like your guy in the end zone, right? Yeah. I like Cooper Cup a lot. I actually have him in my FanDuel lineup right now. I don't know any of these tight ends. I mean, but one of these guys could be your guy that pops off, right? Yeah, I think if you ended up with uh, Woods, Cooks, or Cup... Um, I think in your lineup, you would have an equal chance with any one of those guys. I'm just leaning more towards Cup because of the little bit of uh, savings on his salary, um, especially if I'm trying to get in Todd Gurley because he's very expensive this week. Uh, I have him in DraftKings at 9200 Now, this, I'm just looking at the tight ends. So this Gerald Everett guy looked like he might be injured. Um, I don't know about Higby. I mean, neither of them did Jack Dick. During... Shul, uh, Everett shoulder out another week. He's uh, competing. No, but, but that was that was all preseason. I, I would yeah. like to know who the tight end in Los Angeles is because this could be, you know. Uh, but I do think this is a girly game. Is this even like a John Kelly? Uh, Malcolm Brown actually is is way up on the depth. I, is this like a game where they bring in? the reinforcements and John Kelly gets like a big game. I mean, is, is that the type of script that we're looking at now? Unless uh Gurley gets hurt. I don't think they would take him out. They're just like going to keep giving him the ball. Yeah. I, I love Garley here. The I, only, the only way I see him coming out is maybe in like the fourth quarter. If they're up by a lot and they're just having to chew up clock, then I could see Brown and Kelly splitting time. And then maybe one of them could get a garbage time touchdown, but I think it's going to be the Gurley show. Yeah. I, I like Gurley. I mean, he, I think he's the, guy this week he's going to be chalked too and then it's based it's basically which you know what though he might not necessarily be chalked because of that salary no dude some people don't like to pay up no dude every you're just they're just gonna click they're gonna be arizona cardinals they got rocked rams at home girly 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 and then everyone's gonna build their lineup around him he's gonna be in every single lineup every single one so i mean from he's not but i think you need him so I'm not saying don't, but it's like, can you get Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Keenan Allen, like you did last week in the DraftKings? Can you get all those guys in? Who's going to be your Jakeem Grant? Who's going to be your cheap-ass John Connor from last week? Yeah. You know, those that, are the pieces I have to look and find out what I'm going to do well, to get these about, bigger pieces in. I mean, we talked about some of, some of them. I, yeah. I definitely think some of the cheap wide receivers in the Los Angeles Chargers games are there's, there. There's players out there that do allow you to get these big studs Dude, into some your of that, the Jets game, there's some guys there. I mean, uh, we even some Browns, if you really like Antonio Callaway's 4.5, if you want to take a shot in GPP. There's a lot of people. Like we said, that Buccaneers game, uh, I don't know. I definitely think that we covered that, but I not necessarily remember it. New England. Yeah, I just have to see how my lineup shaking because you know, hundred dollars here, hundred dollars there could change your whole lineup. Yeah, New England, Jacksonville. This is a tough one. This is the championship game from last year, right? Where Jacksonville got robbed of going to the Super Bowl. Um, Jacksonville beat the Giants. New England beat the Texans. Yeah, but they really- did. They did not beat them very convincingly who which one jacksonville yeah i like i said last week i think that jacksonville is going to take like is going to regress right now 
they are underdogs at home. So you know what that says to me. I'm taking the Jaguars um, as home dogs to the Patriots. Um, it's only two that I see over here. Implied points for the Patriots are 24. Implied points for the Jags are 20. They seem to think this is going to be a defensive stand. I'm going with Jacksonville underdog at home, and I'm going to give it fairly low confidence. What do I have left? 7, 8, 9, I'll give it 10. That's not fairly low. What do you think? I'm going Patriots. Oh, are you really? Yeah, just because of uh, what's going on with uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, they're saying he's probably going to play, but it is a hamstring, and it's a possibility that he could re-aggravate Well, it. I didn't ignore I saw you picked up TJ Yeldon. I did. So you think everyone thinks that TJ Yeldon's going to be the guy? He will be. I think so. Um, he stepped in last week and he played in his uh, absence. And TJ Yeldon has been on their roster for it seems like forever now. Um, but yeah, he stepped in and you know he put up some decent points. He put up uh, fourteen point four fantasy points. Now if he's the starter next week. Um, and he's 5,600 on DraftKings. I'm really hoping he puts out more than that. Yeah, this is tough, actually, for me to pick Jacksonville. I don't know. This is going to be hard. I'm going back to New England, even on the road. I, I like the home dog thing, but I'm not picking with points. So I think New England will come out and find a way to win. Um, all right, from a fantasy perspective, what are we doing here? I mean, TJ Yeldon is obviously a play, especially if Leonard Fournette doesn't yeah, go. Yeah, you got to keep an eye on Fournette um, and see where he's at. Uh, if Fournette's playing, uh, even his salary's kind of low, and I think that's reflecting his injury. I was probably even if he's playing, I'd probably stay low. Seven seven man. He's I have him at sixty eight in uh, DraftKings. That's um, still high, man. For for his ability, I feel like that's uh, a value, but I think it's priced that low because of uh, what's going on with his hamstring right now. And he could take one run, and next thing you know, he's grabbing his leg and he's off the field. Yeah, and then seven, eight thousand dollars down the drain. Send How about in, send in the Yeldons? <laughs> I do like Yeldon here, even if Fournette is playing. Obviously, he's not going to be at a hundred percent. How no. about the Patriots running backs? So it's it's as much as I like a lot of the names. I like Burkhead. I like Michelle. Mm. I like White. You're throwing a dart at the board. You are throwing. You never know what is going on in Belichick's head. So, you do not know who to. So play. with that said, I don't know who's the cheapest over there on DraftKings, but Sony Michelle is the cheapest over Sony here. Sony Michelle is the cheapest. Uh, so I'm going with Sony Michelle. You and then. Uh, well, actually, Burkhead's, Burkhead's injured, I believe. Doesn't he have a concussion? I don't know. Let's look. I think he does. Uh, due to concussion, yes. So he's in concussion protocol, so it is... The Sony Michelle show. I'm going with Sony Michelle. He might be my play of the week here. Uh, Sony Michelle, who remains limited in practice. Ooh. So I'm thinking, just based on that, even though James White's the most expensive one, I was leaning towards James White even before I read this. <laughs> I'm looking. Hold on. What's Sonny Michelle limited with? It doesn't say. Uh, it just says he was limited in practice. Uh, yeah, Sony Michelle. Oh, my computer just died. Awesome. Sony Michelle. Wow. So if both of them are out, James White is a free square at $6,000 on FanDuel. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. I Like I said, I was leaning towards uh, James White probably even before I saw that the two were injured because... Um, Rex Burkhead wasn't really relevant last week. Granted, I know that's not going to happen, 
um, every week. But yeah, now that I know that he's in concussion protocol, I'm definitely not leaning his way. So a very interesting thing happened. Corey Davis got picked up by the Patriots. Does that make him a play now? Uh, no, is it? No, Corey Coleman, excuse me. Corey Coleman, former uh, Brownie. Um, he got picked up by the Patriots. I mean, I'd played the Philip Dorsett roulette last week, and that worked for me to a certain extent. Is Corey Coleman the new Philip Dorsett? See, with me, um, new receivers stepping into uh, the Patriots, I'm never big on them because they've had a lot of players come through their system and just fail because they don't, so basically what it is, is Belichick, they set up the offense, uh, him and his offensive coordinator, they set up the offense, and then it's basically interpreted by Tom Brady. Yeah. And if the the receivers aren't on the same page as him, then they usually tend to go away fairly quickly. Like when they brought in Eric Decker, Eric Decker just couldn't get his head wrapped around the playbook or whatever, wherever Tom Brady wanted him to be, I guess he wasn't there. So from things that I've read in the past, it's a very difficult system to be a wide receiver in, and especially coming in uh, off the road like that and just starting up. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily jump on that bandwagon yet. So Rob Gronkowski, you going to pay $1,000 for him? No. No, me neither. I think there's better options. Jaguars? Anybody? I mean, we talk about TJ Yeldon. Uh, Keelan Cole is still pretty cheap. He has increased in price. He's 5'5". Dante Moncrief's obviously taking the back seat of 4'6". D.D. Westbrook is, is the most expensive at 5'7". That's really interesting. I wonder why that is. He must have gotten a lot of targets last week. I am looking right now. Oh, man. Heyday. Yeah, because uh, Moncrief only had like 1.8 points. D.D. Uh, Westbrook had 7.8 he had five receptions for 51 yards. But Keelan Cole led, and he's still cheaper. I, I'm going to keep riding the Keelan Cole train. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. And you like Austin Safari and Jenkins, but that makes me want to cry. Um, This week, probably not. All right, good. All right, moving on. Denver, Oakland. Denver, Oakland. Uh, this is an interesting matchup, but I do think that Denver's going to roll them. Uh, let's just look at the line real quick. It's 45 points total, implied fantasy. No, implied point total is 28 points for the Broncos and 16 for the Raiders. Jesus, that's really bad. Um, my favorite quarterback is playing in this game. His name's Case Keenum, but before we get there, who's going to win? I think it's the Broncos. Hmm... Ooh, you have a doubt. Yeah, no, I'm going with the Broncos. Me too. Just because of the the, the weapons that they have there, not in the receiving game. Um, I know a lot of people are high on uh, Philip Lindsay and stuff like that. Um, you don't I, like Philip Lindsay, do you? I don't mind him, but I spent twenty dollars on. Him. I think the uh, the Broncos' strength is their receiving core. Did you hear that? I spent twenty dollars. I heard on you. Lindsay. I spent fifteen on T.J. Yeldon. <gasps> I saw that, and then fifteen on. Uh, Russell Wilson before That's that. because I had Marcus Mariota, and there's not a whole lot out there. Why didn't you really... just get, like, I got Alex Smith for $1? I, I, I kind of wanted him. You, well, Bob, always, Bobby... You got 70 bucks left, bro. Yeah, whatever. I'll make it work. You're out of your mind. I don't know. You're, you're playing it. You're well, playing... half of our league doesn't use their fab, so I'm going to make it work. <laughs> I can put $1 bids, and I'll still win. <laughs> ah, I don't know about that, man. That's That's tough. 
Um, all right, we're both taking Denver. I don't want to hear anything from you, Mr. Week 2 last year, dropping $70 Dude, on two players. I still spend $20 on Philip Lindsay, and I do believe, and I'm playing him all over the place. I think that he's the guy. He's 4-9. Do, but the best player that I like here is Case Keenum. I like Case Keenum. I've picked him up in some redrafts. I think that he's going to be the guy. Emmanuel Sanders is looking good. Demarius Thomas is looking good. The Denver Broncos, in general, are looking good. Yes. And I think Case Keenum is going to be that under-the-radar guy. He's my I think it's my quarterback crazy, this week. Crazy. Did you ever think you would be in a world where Emmanuel Sanders would be more than Demarius Thomas? No. Cause, well, no. Over here on FanDuel, he's not. Emmanuel Sanders is 6'8". Demarius Thomas is 7". I have here Emmanuel Sanders at 6,200, and I have Demarius Thomas at 56. Dude, I think uh, it's because of the uh, receptions. I guess, but people are smoking crack over on FanDuel because Philip Lindsay's 4'9", almost cheapest, almost basement price. Devontae Booker's 5'2", and Royce Freeman's 6. I mean... Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, on my end in DraftKings, Philip Lindsay is more expensive. He's 4,400. Then you have Freeman at 43, and then you have Booker at 37. 40, wait, Freeman is 43 on DraftKings? Yeah. <gasps> That's I, a play. That I would, is a I would play. Still, I would still take Lindsay. Oh, it's only no way. It's only $100. Dude. Only Dude, I'm taking $100. Freeman all the way as the cheapest. I even take about 6,000. I think he's. Dude, I think that Freeman is the guy there. I think that the Broncos are going to have a little bit. Who did they play last week? Seattle. Yeah, they played yeah. Seattle. Um, I don't, I don't know, but I, I think that's going to be like the hot hand. And Philip Lindsay was the hot hand before. I think Royce Freeman, for some reason, in this game script picks up. I, I don't know why I feel that way, <laughs> um, but I, I do. And it's because you just want to validate yourself. I do. I like Royce Freeman, Rolls Royce, and. What about the wide receivers? Like, I, I know that Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas are doing well, but that makes me feel like I don't know who to pick. And I, then I just throw my hands up in the air. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to pick either of them. If you put a gun to my head and told me to pick one, uh, not based on salary, I'm picking Emmanuel Sanders. I just huh. like him. I know. Everyone um, does. Especially in DraftKings because of the receptions. Um, I'm leaning more towards him. And see, I like Demarius Thomas. Want to make it a bet? Sure. All right. You take Manny. I take Demarius. Bam. Boom. Oh, my God. We're going to have to go back and review all these. Um, uh, on the Oakland side, Amari Cooper is just breaking hearts, just breaking people. He got drafted so high, and he did nothing last week. But he that's the terrible. type of player he's been. Um, I have him in one of my leagues, and I really I don't like that I ended up with him. Um I, mean, I want to pull up his consistency chart. Oh, of course you do. Because I, 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 I am pretty sure his consistency consistency chart is consistently vomit. Yeah, we. I think we. I think we. I think we. This. I think we. Yeah, I think we did. We've done and it was this. terrible, and he was. He had one good year. Um, Jalen Richard kind of popped up when I was doing that research earlier as someone who was very cheap but had high fantasy points per game. I don't know if I'm trusting him here against Denver. I'm not trusting Marshawn Lynch or Doug Martin. I you know, I saw I read an article today about how John Gruden wanted to step away from Derek Carr after the season was over. Have, uh, did you see those reports or anything no, like that? No, I did that? not. I did. I saw he's, that he's he's just like stepping on people's toes there. Dude, I I think that he's just going to kind of tank this year. 
and the Raiders are going to suck, and then when they go to Vegas, they're going to be awesome. But let's talk about, for like 30 seconds, Jared Cook, because he won me week one in our fantasy league. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, I got Jared Cook going on Monday night. He's got to score like 80 million points in order for me to win, and he did it. He had like a game. You know, I've played him a lot in the past as a, uh, a what do you call it, a streaming tight end. Um, he's got a lot of talent. Um, I like Derek Carr. Uh, I hope he gets it together and he starts to play well. Um, but I like Jared Cook as a play, Jared, especially at 3,600 in DraftKings. Yeah, he's 5K over here. I mean, you're talking about Rob Gronkowski being $3,000 more. If Jared Cook could even get half of what he did. But, I mean, his reputation is that he puts up big games and then disappoints. But I'm, I'm probably going to ride Jared Cook for a couple of weeks, um, especially considering that... Oakland might struggle in every other facet in the game, and they might just need to keep checking down to him, and the Denver Broncos will let that happen all day long. So play your Broncos. I think your Raiders' choices are limited here, um, especially, oh my God, 20 points implied. That's so sad. All right, this is our game, bro. This is our game, being Giants fans. Dallas, and I think it's at New York, right? They're playing here? Yes? No, maybe no, so? No, they're playing in Dallas. Boo! All right, let's see what the over-under is. So, um, I have 42 and a half. 42 and a half. Dallas exactly. laying three. Yep, exactly. So Dallas is favored, 24 implied points. Giants, 18. I, I like the Giants here. I, I, I do. And it's not just because I'm a Giants fan. I just... I, Dak Prescott looked like poop last <laughs> yeah, he, week. He, he was did. horrible. Uh, he did. He's not a good... I don't think he's good. I don't think he's good at all. I can assign a lot of confidence points to it, especially being a Giants fan, so I feel really good about this. They play well in Dallas. I think Dallas is a bad team. Uh, I think people know what das Dak Prescott's formula is. I mean, you just... You kind of limit them on first and second down, and you make Dak prove it on third down, and he's He's been a, unable to prove it. I think the Giants are a much better team. They played Jacksonville very well. Jacksonville is an elite defense. The Giants' offense is so much better this year under Pat Shermer. It's just like a completely different machine. And I think that they're going to go into Dallas and lay a whoop-in on them on Sunday night football. So I'll, I'll go with the, the Giants. With that said, man, do we... Do we go all in on the Giants here? In the under, people aren't expecting them to do anything. Do you just like, I think I'm going to have a Giants stack. I'm going to do a homer stack. I, I would. Um, the only player I would uh, kind of lean away from right now, and I know you would lean away from him anyway, is Sterling Shepard because he's. Uh, I think he's dealing with a back injury. Okay. Um, so I could see myself, you know, because Eli Manning, 5,500. Um, and then stacking him with Saquon Barkley and then Odell Beckham and even I could sneak in Evan Ingram there too for 45. I don't know about Evan Ingram. But I don't know if I would stack that many from that, that game with that low points total. Dude, Eli is 6.3 thousand. He's even cheaper than Case Keenum. He might be my guy. I mean, imagine an Eli, Saquon, and Odell stack if they actually you know, turn this around and, and follow the script that I think that they totally can. I think they can go to Dallas and just put a shit ton of points up on Dallas. What is Dallas going to do? I mean, the the Carolina offense isn't anything to write home about, and they, they let them, you know, they 
uh, Carolina stomped them out. I don't think that was much of a game. I, again, I didn't watch it, unfortunately. Yeah, but. and their their offense, like their top receivers, are Hearns and Beasley. That's what. Okay, so from a fantasy perspective, we're both avoiding Dallas like the plague, right? You're not playing any. I don't have any interest in them. And Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott at eight point three, you could say, well, hey, he's the only thing there. Makes a lot of sense. So he's got me a really... personally. I'm probably not touching Ezekiel Elliott. Um, until granted, he put up 16 points last week, but 16 points at his uh salary is garbage. Yeah. Um, if I'm paying up for him, I need him scoring 20 plus points, even 25 plus points. Well, just, I need a lot of points out of him. Dude, just play 700 more dollars on DraftKings, and you have fucking Alvin Kamara. Yeah. So Ezekiel Elliott is, you know, we've seen him. He he gets off to slow starts. Um, he doesn't come out of the gate firing. He needs to get into his groove. And then, you know, a few games into the season is when he starts to hit his stride. Yep. I think that's all that needs to be said. And I got a piece. So we're going to go to the last game. Chicago, Seattle. They are at Chicago. Uh, Bears are favored. Holy shit. 25 implied points. Seattle, 18 implied points. This is tough because... I don't think Seattle is as bad as people say, and I don't think the Bears are as bad as people say. So The, the it, Bears' defense is what's going to keep them in games. Dude, I think that Trubisky and the offense is much better than people are giving credit for. Doug Baldwin is hurt. I kind of like the Bears here. I'm, I'm still leaning towards Seattle. I'm going with the Bears. I'm going to do it. Because I think Seattle... Um, with that muddy running back situation they got going on there, they always manage to get... Um, some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. What's that? I mean, Jordan Howard's, oh dude, Jordan Howard's kind of cheap. Jordan Howard is 6'8". Yeah, I've been 59. But the, like I said, all those pieces that they have in, uh, in Seattle, I think they're going to start leaning on Chris Carson. Um, I don't think they necessarily believe in Rashad Penny as much as Justin does. <laughs> no, but you know what? I was listening to something earlier this week about they have nothing invested in Chris Carson. They have everything invested in Rashad Penny. So he's going to have every opportunity to exceed. Maybe Chris Carson will be more productive, but until he is, I mean, that's really a volatile backfield. I don't really want to touch it. Yeah, I, it's I, been like that for a long time. I think it's really clear that you go with the wide receivers in Seattle if you're going to target Seattle because Doug Baldwin is going to be out. I think he's for sure going to be out. Brandon Marshall showed some potential. And him and Tyler Lockett are dirt-ass cheap. I love Tyler Dude, Lockett, especially with, especially with Baldwin being out. Yeah. I mean, 5.6 and 5.2, that's Lockett and Marshall respectively. Those are super cheap pieces. Like I said, we're trying to fit in all these expensive players from the – the uh, Steeler game and the New Orleans game and the Rams game. I mean, you put in Tyler Lockett, he's a number one receiver for under $6,000. That's a no-brainer, man. And then you have uh, Disley at 3300 yeah. yeah. um, There was, like, a lot of people just expected him to be this uh, pass-blocking um, run or tight end. But there's been a lot of talk about him going into the season about how talented he was. So I think he is going to continue to produce. 
I don't think it's necessarily going to be as it was last week when he had, I think it was like 105 yards and a touchdown or something like that. Um, but I think he's going to be a, you know, a serviceable tight end where you're going to be able to get that, you know, 40 to 60 yards and a touchdown out of him. Yeah, and this is why I don't even look at dudes like Evan Ingram. And I'm only saying that because these games are like side by side on my screen. Evan Ingram's 6K, Will Disley is 4K, and Trey Burton is 4.8K. Like, yeah. both of those guys, I, I mean, I'm talking about Disley and Burton, are such better options. And, I mean, again, if I scroll up, where is my boy Jared Cook? Jared Cook's a 5K. Like, I again, am at 36. Why are you games. ever going to pay $6,000 for Evan Ingram? I mean, he's a sexy pick, but, you know, and maybe if he breaks out, he could be the guy. I don't know where they get pricing Ingram at 6K. That's ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, I actually do. I love the tight ends in this game. I love. Uh, I, I think Allen Robinson is great. He's kind of on the cheaper side when it yeah, comes to I'm wide receivers. Yeah, fifty-six in DraftKings. Yeah, sixty-five over here on FanDuel. But if there's anyone that I'm targeting, it's totally the Seattle wide receivers because there's a huge hole left there with Baldwin. There's going to be some points scored. I know that they're saying that Seattle's going to score eighteen points. I could. I don't know. I don't know which way this is going to go. I do think the Bears are going to win, but I could see this being a sneaky higher scoring game because everyone's like oh the bears the monsters of the midway and seattle the legion of boom well guess what neither of those exist in this century i mean you got khalil mack who's a one-man wrecking crew yeah but he was unreal but i really could see that both of these offense exceed a little bit against defenses that struggled because you got to remember the bears let a uh, Tin Man Aaron Rodgers come and beat them. Yeah, I mean, come on. So they came back and he scored. What was it? Twenty one points in Dude, the fourth quarter. That's what I'm. So neither of these defenses are rock solid, and I could totally see this forty three point total being obliterated. Um, you know, in Chicago. And it's, again, it's not later in the year. So, dude, we did it. We did not do it shorter. I'm so sorry. We might have actually gone longer. It's okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. All right, but. It's a lot of knowledge for all y'all. Um, happy picking, and we will we'll talk to you next week somehow. Listen right? to Did Fantasy it? Answers on anchor.fm slash fantasy-answers. Follow at John Anthony DFS on Twitter, and good luck.